Uh, yeah, dude, and you brought up the music. Oh, yeah, John Carpenter's music is the best horror movie music in modern horror history. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, the effect it has on you, it just makes everything real, and it sets the mood. I mean, play that clip from Halloween. Yep, got it. Like, do you hear that? Like, yeah. do you feel it? Yeah, you're right. Like, do you feel it? Ow! Ow! Oh, God! Oh, God! You see what I mean? I don't do that normally. I've never stabbed a guy. Dude, your buddy's really making the cut. Oh, my God, yeah. I, you know, I know what you're talking about. Escape from New York was kind of the same way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, play that clip. All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Vito, Vito, this is awesome. Don't call me Vito. Call me Snake. What? Ow! Ah! You shot me in the eye! Yeah, you want to put an eye patch over that, you sissy? Uh, oh, and even his non-genre uh, uh, movies, yeah. like uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, stop, that's a good got one. it. Oh, stop, stop, stop. Did anyone order Kung Pao? You're listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. We made it to episode 20. Welcome to the Buzzkill Podcast. I am Mike. I'm Jim. And I'm Justin. And tonight we, uh, if you listen to that intro, there's a, there's a new voice. Oh yes, I'm not just listening to this. <laughs> I'm on it. Hi. This is our good buddy Vito Pawa. Vito Pawa. Yes, thank you. Thank we're not going to we're not going to tell you his real name. No. 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 It's just well, you said it in the intro. Just try to find me. Yeah. Just try. Just try. Uh, you can find him. YouTube. <laughs> Actually, uh, isn't you're uh, you have an IMDb page, don't you? Yes. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, look yeah. at you, fancy. Yeah, but so do I. It doesn't really mean a whole lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. IMDb. <laughs> I can't talk. Never mind. Uh, well, uh, <clears throat> this is this is the most handsome we've ever had in this studio. It's true. All at once. Oh. It's true. A lot. Well, thank a you. A lot of it. Well, it's uh, including us too. Oh. Well. <laughs> I mean, usually, well, usually I we're here. <laughs> you, you brought us up about it. You know. I hate <clears throat> Thanks. One, one hair. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I guess before we jump into the what we're drinking today, why don't you uh, why don't you give us a brief synopsis of your life? Yeah, who Vito? are you? Who are you? Who the hell are you? Why do we want you here? Well, uh, I went to high school with Mike, and we've watched lots of horror movies um, over the years. He's being a little bit modest. My my whole journey into loving film is actually completely. Owed to to this gentleman here. Well, yes, I'm. I I was a film and video major at Grand Valley State University, and I love movies. I've done short films. I'm an actor. I uh, live in L.A. right now in Burbank, um, and yeah, we live just, in, live in that Hollywood dream. Just a big movie buff, and uh, that's about it. Unless you want me to talk for an hour, it's well done. You you kind of well, we got about uh, <laughs> we got about an hour and forty five minutes left. So keep going, man. <laughs> I don't have anything else to talk about. No. Um, right. Also joining us in the studio as not always, but often, almost always, the lovely Sarah and Vito's beautiful wife, Erin. Hey guys. Hi, Erin. What's up, Erin? How's it going? Um, I apologize that you have to sit through this slog for another two hours. Slog. <laughs> slog is a perfect way to put it. It's great to be in the mitten, too. Great to be what? In the mitten. Are you, you're from Michigan, too, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. How'd you guys meet? 
We met at Grand Valley oh. in the theater. theater. Major, yeah, we acted in plays together. Oh, it together. just was meant to be, right? Exactly. All right. Yeah, she starred in every one of my films. Oh. <laughs> I've seen... Uh, I, I saw a Tiki Dude Stole My Soul. Ooh, that's the which, movie. Yeah, <laughs> which was yeah. the movie you guys made in high school, right? It is. It is. Our glorious high, high school project. I'm mentioning this because that way Mike will put the YouTube link on Tumblr. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. going up there. So you guys can watch it for yourselves. You can see, you can see where Vito Power uh, had its yes. origins. I've, all, I've origin also seen story. Vito Power, and I love that movie. Yeah, you actually yeah. made a spin-off to our horrible high school movie. I for, did. In it's an Arnold Schwarzenegger parody, and I don't yeah, think that is online. Too. Was that the it first? It was a slight improvement. slight improvement. Was that the first one you were in, Aaron? Of uh, his? second or third. 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 Yeah, third. Oh wow. Yeah. Not counting all those other tapes that they keep. Yeah. Ooh. Under the bed. <laughs> we we don't <laughs> mention those in public. Oh, Thank you very speak, much. Speaking of which, I just got to ask you, what uh, is it? What's it like being married to Vito Power? It's pretty great. Awesome. I guess mostly like I'm just wondering is it is it difficult to get things done when you're just turned on like 24 <laughs> 7 <laughs> is it hard I mean I'm having a tough time keeping myself straight right now Vito turn on the sexy for five minutes <laughs> just stop I, well, almost, I almost broke the, I almost made a cardinal sin I almost ate you almost ate? I almost ate. Oh, I, just, ate a I, spree just, I just did a minute. Well, we, we had a <laughs> mishap. Covering mis the table right now. <laughs> we had a mishap. We had a mishap where I uh, I started Where you got eat. too many sprees? Is that a mishap, Jim? <laughs> no. It's like the best sprees. day of your life. I started eating. I started... No, our mishap was on an ev a different episode. I started eating during the episode. Yeah, we're, 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 coming, we're coming in. I think we punched in somewhere or whatever. And we come back in. James is in the microphone. <laughs> Like just like I'm, like, I'm listening back to it. I think we mentioned. I'm like, are you fucking eating? Like, yeah. what are you doing? It yeah, sounds I, disgusting. Yeah, it sounded all slobbery and stuff. It was gross. Uh. Well, <clears throat> today, uh, in honor of Vito being here, we are yeah. we're going to talk about the complete works of John Carpenter, which is perfect for Vito because he's my favorite. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween's my favorite horror movie of all time, and he's my definitely my favorite horror movie director. Um, so, yeah. so me, Mike, and Jay are pretty much just going to ride this one out and let Vito talk to you about John Carpenter <laughs> please, for the next please hour. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. <laughs> sign up for that. <clears throat> um, do you want to introduce the beer since you picked it? Yes, yes. This uh, Today we are, tonight actually, we are drinking La Fée du Monde, La Fée which du is monde. French for the end of the world. For those and of you who don't... Parlez-vous français? Exactly. <laughs> uh, pardon my French if I got that wrong. <laughs> uh, the reason I picked this, uh, two, two reasons actually. One is the unofficial uh, Apocalypse trilogy that is The Thing, Prince of Darkness, and In the Mouth of Madness. And the second reason is in his Master of Horror episode, Cigarette Burns, there is a film within the film called Le Fin absolute du monde which is the absolute end of the world so i thought it i don't think i've ever fitting. i don't think i've ever seen cigarette burns did you say earlier i, did. I, watched it. I actually watched it today did you yep. and it's a guy like searching for this lost film or what uh, is yeah it? he's paid we'll get into this in the tofu but like yeah he's paid to track it down and, oh, right and on. craziness happens <clears throat> well uh i guess i'll take over from here now, now, you have to read this in your best French. Oh, no. Your best French accent. No. Uh, everything <laughs> that I say tonight is going to sound terrible because I'm sick, and I apologize to you guys because we're in a small room and you're all going to get sick. 
and you have to travel back to California. That'll be fun. And everyone in California is going to get sick. <coughs> Everybody. The entire state, <laughs> all from Jim. I don't think I can do a French accent. <coughs> um, just channel your inner Pepe Le Pew. any accent that comes to mind. <laughs> uh, um, I, how about I go the direct opposite and just do the most Midwest accent that I can, I can do. Uh, brood in honor of the intre- <laughs> of the intrepid European explorers who believed they had reached the end of the world when they had in fact discovered a new world, a world that would later become North America, right? Uh, La Fin du Monde recreates the style of beer originally developed in the Middle Ages by Trappist monks for special occasions. A golden ale, mildly yeasty, with notes of malt, fruit, and spice, followed by a smooth, dry finish. It's a nine percenter. And <laughs> uh, food pairings: blue cheese, salmon, not at the same time, Mike. Uh, scallops and fruits uh, and herb sausages. Uh, <laughs> Polish sausage. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> nice. Thank, you. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Did we say the company? Uh, oh, it's. Uh, I, is it? I mean, I look at it and I want to just say Unibrow, but I'm sure it's. <laughs> it looks like Unibrow. It's. It's like. How, how would you say that? Is anybody? Um, else, anybody? I think it is. I think actually it is Unibrow. Unibrew. 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 I like calling it Unibrow. Yeah, it's, let's unibrow. just go with Unibrow. Cool. We're uh, we're from Michigan. Just yep. just roll with it. All right, we're, um, so um, oh crap uh, oh. Opener. <laughs> I got it okay uh, yeah, we always so. forget an opener every single time we have a beer uh, yeah oh I guess we got four beers for four people four beers right? for four people right. well pass those out nice pass them around <laughs> pass it down don't hog it all did you bring your aluminum foil opener as well <laughs> This is fancy. Mike says you can just twist it. Yeah. Just can you oh. just do one of those there with the go. eyeball trick, the eye socket? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, my uh, my dad, while well, you guys are opening this, my dad told me a story about a guy. Oh, it is a twist off. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, 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 God. Oh, wait, yeah. it's not. I'm just very, very strong. <laughs> my dad told me a story about a guy. Uh, I, I, I think, if I remember correctly, it's this guy that they call douchebag. And... Uh, <laughs> And I, I asked my dad, why do they call him douchebag, dad? And he's like, that's well, pretty self-explanatory. He's a douchebag. <laughs> but uh, he he was trying to be a tough guy. He was just like, a, just a drunk, just a mm-hmm. filthy drunk. He was trying to be a tough guy at the, at the bar or something one night. So he went to pop the lid off with, with, with his, his eye, eye socket, oh. but it wasn't a twist off. So he put it in his eye socket and then twisted it and just <laughs> tore the shit out of his eye socket. Oh. That's so awesome. That's, that's what, a, what a douchebag. Let's uh, <laughs> let's try La Fin du Monde. Cheers, right. sirs. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Stay down. That's uh, stay down. I, I almost had an explosion. <laughs> it's it's maybe because I'm sick, but it, it doesn't have a ton of taste, does it? You gotta watch the foil uh, with that. It'll kind of flake off into your mouth when you're taking a sip. That's where, that's where you get that goodness. Mm-hmm. You want that. It's like uh, that's good. I've always it's like the it's like the gold flex and gold schlager. It's like that 1920s <laughs> scotch that I drank cool. back on Thanksgiving that tasted like metal. Oh yeah, we never tasted that. <laughs> no, we threw it out because it tasted like like lead. Gross. It was awful. Yeah, this is good though. Mm-hmm. I can't. <laughs> I can't taste it unfortunately. <laughs> it's good. It's it's got a stronger flavor than I thought it would. Yeah, it, it's definitely flavorful. Would it go well with um, blue, moldy, che- blue, cheese, blue cheese and salmon? I, I am craving salmon now. <laughs> oh, it's, it's great. Salmon, oh. salmon growing 
growing mold. I can't um, drink beer tonight. It keeps exploding on me. That's uh, well, you. You used to always have that problem. I know. You haven't had that problem in years. I suck on the neck a little too. Yeah, hey, wrong podcast to get Mike. Mike, was, Mike used to be the most annoying beer drinker because every time he would crack a beer and it would be inevitably on like sitting on my couch or something. <laughs> You just throw it back as hard as you could, and then suck on the top for some reason. <laughs> and then as soon, and then you would go about your business and not pay attention to it, and then it would just start flowing everywhere. I'm like, Mike, your beer is everywhere. Okay. Yep. Sorry. Um, All right. So, uh, what did we get wrong last week? Uh, a lot. Mostly yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, I just want to say this: the night Santa went crazy is not. It absolutely is. The I will I will give you the guitar riff in the beginning is the exact same as Mom Mom Coming Home. Other yeah. than that, there's well, no similarity straight, I never whatsoever. I it was a straight parody. It was inspired by. No, I'm saying that there's no similarity whatsoever except for that guitar riff. You're wrong. No, I'm not. Oh. Uh, so what else do you have? Uh, last week I had mentioned that in Silent Night, Deadly Night, I, I, I brought up the fact that they on, on the cover art of the box, it's they basically brag about how much sex and nudity there is in the movie and uh, like half of it comes from rape scenes and I thought that gratu- I thought that was a little all the gratuitous nudity you yeah I thought, I thought that was a little tasteless to, <laughs> to yeah. promote that when it comes from like rape scenes and we had mentioned the um we had mentioned that the antler scene was one of those scenes oh yeah the antler scene is not the antler scene actually comes from a very it just comes comes from some good old fashioned consensual sex huh good old fashioned so fap away and have a, nice. have a have a good time that's good <laughs> all the gratuitous Antler titty stabbing you can handle. Antler penetration. Sorry. Sorry, ladies. Antler like That sounds like Justin's history again. Tentacle porn and antler penetration. Oh, did you listen to the last episode? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we found found your tentacle porn. Oh, man. (laughs) Damn octopi. (laughs) Um, Also, I mentioned uh, mentioned the creepy little kid from the Changeling segment. Oh yeah, and I said I th- it might be the kid from uh, Parenthood. Mm-hmm. Definitely not. Oh, I didn't no. take in well. I didn't take into consideration that Parenthood was like five years ago, five six years ago. Yeah, that kid would have grown up by now. Yeah, <laughs> because they, 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 Christmas don't, they horror, don't stay small. <laughs> yeah, Christmas Horror Story just came out last year. I mean, uh, the, I mean, heck, your kid looks different than he did last week. That's right, he does. <laughs> um, mustache. The kid from. Uh, <laughs> Um, the kid from uh, the kid from A Christmas Horror Story is o- Orion John, and the kid from Parenthood is Tyree Brown. Gotcha. They both. Lo- I looked up pictures of when they were both young, though. They do look similar. Yeah. Um, you got anything else? No, no. I we actually, I thought we were pretty good last week, actually. Well, I also just wanted to bring up just so that people don't think that you're stupid. You know that snakes' jaws don't open from the middle, right? Oh well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were talking like, about you, the, you were talking about the Jack in the Box from uh, Krampus. I think and you're it, like you're like his jaw opens from the middle like a snake. Oh no, like, I that's think what not I was the way of, snakes work. No, what I was thinking of is the jaw. No, I know, know yeah, yeah, I got yeah. what you were saying. I just wanted to make sure that the listeners don't think you're dumb. Yeah, there is there is though, if I'm not mistaken, there is an animal that does that does have no, a yeah. split in the jaw in the front though. It's I called think, the I, predator. <laughs> there's that <laughs> no I think you're right like mandibles uh, yeah there is there is one... I think it's a fish is it a fish yeah I think it's like one of those creepy like nightmare inducing fish from the bottom of the sea that only yeah. James Cameron has seen oh, James you know? Cameron he's been to the bottom I know. of the have ocean you watched, have you watched the documentary yeah. it's fantastic it's awesome 
It's so good. And unfortunately, crazy. they barely find anything, which is a big <laughs> spoilers. They don't find anything. It's pretty Turns much just a barren. Sees just kind of <laughs> dull. It's a remake. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a really good doc, though. <laughs> waiting for Godot <laughs> underwater. <laughs> Um, um, well, I think that pretty much does it for the corrections. Jay, what does what does that what does that bring us to? Wait, the news, 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 news. I don't got a new song for you this week. That's all I got. That was about as good as ours last week. Yep, that pretty much. Actually, that was better. That was yeah. That was probably better. Did you listen to my my poor attempt at trying to sing? No. Yeah. Which Mike is a singer. Not so good. And Skipped over that part. Not so good. Yeah. <laughs> and as also, soon as I heard it, I was like, nope. <laughs> Don't blame you. All right, what do you got? Well, let's uh, let's bring it down real quick. I'm yeah. sorry. Let's do it. Carrie, 20... if you haven't heard yet, then you are, you know, you're living in a cave. 2016 can continuously suck a fat one. Oh, jeez. It's just not letting up. Yeah, man. Carrie Fisher, dead at 60. Mm. Crazy. And then her mom, the very next day. Her mom died of a broken heart. Literally. Oh, yeah. Like, straight up. Yeah, man. It's weird. It's, uh, I looked up, I, I, I thought, like, I thought, well, let's get real depressing, and I'll, I'll look up a list of <laughs> actors who have died this year. That's a rabbit hole that I don't even want to go I down. Did, yeah, I, I didn't even, there was, like, 200 of them. I was like, that's it. I'm not, well, I'm not there doing was, this. Someone compared uh, this <clears throat> year's death rate to last year's, and I don't know how truthful this is, so don't don't hold me to it, but um, more celebrities, I guess, actually died last year, but the the the, the star power that we got this year yeah. is, is really what is ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. like Absolutely. Like, there are all the people that died this year, you know, Bowie, uh, was Lemmy this year? Um, Prince, well, well, yeah, Bowie, Bowie, Prince, uh, George Michael. Yeah, it's um, like all these. Uh, I mean, last year, Alan Rickman. Alan, 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 Alan Rickman. I wasn't. <laughs> wasn't that last one? year Robin Williams and Philip Seymour Hoffman? Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was last year. Yep. Like, yep. Uh, I mean, yes, there were some star power. But this but year, this there's so many. It of did seem like, more to me. And it's just like I think the people that the the big stars that people grew up with, though. That like these, a lot of these people that died this year, they meant something to a lot of people you know it wasn't just like this character actor that you've seen in something or it wasn't just this guy who's been in the industry for 60 years but you know worked more behind the scenes like these were like the 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 bigs yeah and it's i mean you know music music essentially died this year with prince and bowie yeah i mean yeah. What's, this, what's next, Paul well, McCartney? This, this one was George Michael. Uh, George Michael too. Like that was complete. I I I guess I hadn't realized that he because I saw pictures of him just like a couple days before he died and he. Well, was he sick though? Mm, no, I think he died from heart failure. Like he gained yeah. a ton of weight. Oh, did he? I think he was living pretty unhealthy. So. Do you hear that sucks, uh, that Sarah Michelle Geller put out a tweet uh, thinking that it was uh, uh, Boy George that she died got, yeah. instead she, of George she later Michael? Said she got the wrong info. Uh, and, yep. And then she goes on later, know. like, of course I know the difference. My <laughs> thing came out. I was given wrong information. I'm like, no, you didn't. <laughs> You're just I'm, stupid. I don't think so. Oh, uh, I'm, a, I didn't, I'm a fan of I, I don't know if I didn't know or if I just forgot that Alexis Arquette died. Did you, oh my that. god, you're right. Yeah. I forgot about that. That was a couple months ago, right? Yeah. I think that was pretty sudden too. I think she had cancer. I think you're right. I yeah. think you're right. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. I was just told, and I don't know when this happened, but I'm, I'm sure it was this year, the director of Spookies, which is yes. also called Twisted Souls. Yeah, little little indie horror flick yeah. from 80-something. Yeah, in the 80s. Um, it was a weird movie. It was like two movies, essentially, that they cut together to make one... It, Really, really uh, studio, bizarre. Studio took over and kind of ruined the yeah. film, adding a cat man. 
Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's a it's a it's a weird. The reason movie. you bring that, you guys actually know somebody who's who was friends with him, right? Our my old roommate and our buddy Chris. Uh, b- b- shout out to him. I think online, and they just kind of became. Facebook like friends. pen pals essentially pen yeah <laughs> and uh and chris had noticed that he hadn't heard anything from him in a while and then he found out that he had passed it was like i think it was about a month ago something like that that he had passed yeah uh, um, how did he how did he die i have no idea i don't huh. think it's said but um yeah man i don't know let's just, uh, yeah yeah let's get let's out bring of this it back up let's get out of this funk what uh, else you got uh, so oh nope that's carrie fisher we got our first look at pennywise not, in, well not the first look well the just first another a better look. How about that? Yeah. A better, a full-bodied better look. Now, when we brought Ooh. this up before, have you seen it? No. Um, when we brought this up before, we, you were saying that they're not possibly going to go with the drab colors. It's going to be bright and this and that. Nope. It's yeah. completely drab, and it's exactly what 2016 studios do now. Yeah, man. Make it devoid of color, and apparently that's scary. I don't... Uh. I mean... And the, whatever, they're, they're, whatever they're doing with his head, like where his head is... He's got like, five head. He's got yeah, major exactly. five head. I'll, have to, I'll have to admit the direction they're taking it, it scares me. So <laughs> no, so that's, that's fact well, there's that. <laughs> no, but that's kind of the point. Is the reason the reason that Pennywise took that form was to attract his preferred right. prey, yeah. which was children. Plot wise, no, no kid is gonna go near this like Victorian looking like gray yeah. gray suited. They, they absolutely miss the point. They're yeah. just trying to make a creepy clown, not right. creepy for the whole reason that he was creepy. Right. You know? Um, yeah. I, I, that being said, though. I'm still excited for the He looks good, mo- though. Yeah, I, I'm yeah, not going to say does, that he yeah. looks bad. I just don't think that it's the right direction at yeah. all. I'm still, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to write it off. Yeah. I know that there are some people who are, and those people are yeah. stupid. Yeah, well, what else you got? Um, Carrie Fisher died, man. <laughs> no. uh, 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 Gremlins 3. Oh. A little bit of information from yep. Zach Galligan. Who knows when it'll happen, but <clears throat> it's being talked about, which is... Um, yeah, I'm doing backflips. It's being talked about, and, and he has confirmed like it's there There will be no Gremlins reboot or remake or anything. It's going to be a direct sequel Good. That is to exciting. the first two movies. This so is the first I'm hearing about this, and oh, I really? was literally having this conversation uh, with my sister-in-law because my nephew just got into Gremlins mm-hmm. and oh, Gremlins cool. 2. Uh-huh. In fact, that's what we... Uh, well, I was hoping to get him for Christmas, but some aunt took that from me. <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, that's... It's crazy. Now we're talking about Gremlins three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm excited, and apparently it's gonna take place in modern day, like like all the time is. It, and they're know. gonna they're gonna try and get like everyone back. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, Chris Columbus, I guess, they never saw it as a franchise, and so after the first one, he jumped ship. Yeah, he had nothing oh. to do with the second one. Now the writer, he's yeah. the one that's writing the third one. He want and he, he I think he regrets not having that 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 long view of what that could be. Oh yeah. But then again, Joe Dante never wanted it to be one either. He essentially got forced into doing it, so he made Gremlins two as ridiculous as he possibly could, and it turned <laughs> out to be better than the first one, in my opinion. And I still love yeah. it. I'm mentioning this just so you put it on Tumblr. The Key and Peele sketch of the uh, writer's oh, room so for good. Gremlins two. It's so good. <laughs> uh, one of our one of our listeners actually brought that up to us. Oh yeah, right. and told us to listen to it. Yeah, it's so good. I actually forgot what skit that they were talking about until he just said that the writer's room. Yep, yep. Yeah, that skit was hilarious. Don't mind me. I'm just gonna stand over here do your thing. <laughs> No, oh, I'd make this better. A vegetable gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, what else uh, do you have? All right. Um, so I didn't actually know about this until I was perusing the, the interwebs today. Uh, Jason Mewes 
is making his directorial debut. Yep. I had no idea that he was even doing anything. And uh, in a sen- essentially, he plays himself, and he wants to uh, get uh, Kevin Smith. It's like an alternate r- reality kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Smith is trying to tell him that he needs to be more of a... Um, uh, not method a character, actor. a method actor, and so in so he gets so deep down this method acting rabbit hole that he actually becomes a serial killer, and uh, it's, it's, got called, a, it's called it's called the madness in the method. Yeah, it's a stacked cast. Oh, yeah, huge for cast. his first directorial debut. Who is who's in it? Uh, uh, Vinnie Jones, Kevin Smith, Danny Trejo, Terry Hatcher, Judd Nelson, Stan Lee, Dean Cain, and Starship Troopers himself, Casper Van Diem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm into it, it. I mean, is it is it gonna is it gonna be like a black comedy kind of thing? I or? have to imagine. I have not. I don't know. Like I said, I know very little about it. I'm only what I'm reading here. I like that they're bringing Dean Cain and Terry Hatcher back together. Yeah, oh, that's great. Cool. I didn't even realize that. You're right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Lois and Clark days. Yeah, absolutely. That's the, really the, cool. The real Adventures of Superman, not the fake. Yeah, the real ones. <laughs> not that DC <clears throat> Universe shit. Well, Smallville. uh, <laughs> hey, Smallville is awesome. I know. If you thought that Walking Dead was going to go anywhere because of their dwindling numbers, dwindling numbers, you are wrong. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> you don't even watch I just, it. I want to see that show burn so bad. Why? I just, I just, you I just have no reason. My brother loves it, and uh, he hates scary stuff. Like and he, he can't and he watch, does watch Seven, it. and he is a huge fan of The Walking Dead. I don't so, know. I just like I said, an I, audience. we've I gone over this before. I just, I'm just burnt out on zombies. I know that the zombies are not the focal point. I to, get that. I just get because just, you're burnt out on zombies ten, ten doesn't mean that now, the show should fail. Yeah, ten uh, years from now, you're going to rave about it. You're going to be like, this was so good. Did you ever see the show called The Walking Dead? <laughs> oh, it's so good. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, Robert Kirkman, the guy who did the, uh, he's the, is he the one that he did the the comic, comic series? Yep. yep. He's saying. He thinks that they can get another five seasons oh, out of Jesus. it. Jesus, <laughs> twelve <laughs> seasons total. That's I mean, crazy. There's shows can do that, and 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 this could very well be one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, like give show, some shows that just they don't have bad seasons. There's seasons that are better than others. Um, Supernatural is is a good example. That show has been good consistently from start to now, and I think they're in season eleven right now. I've heard a lot of people don't um, like the new the new season. Well, because they're re- they're not retreading, but they're starting to run out of ideas. When you when you spoiler have God on the show, <laughs> there's not too many places that you can go after yeah, that. Isn't it like God versus the devil or something? Sort like that? of, sort of. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to give anything away for people who like the show and haven't well, listened or just, watched it. But you just did. Yeah, I know. I'm not gonna <laughs> say, I'm not gonna tell you who God is. Though. Actually, one real quick. You guys mentioned The Walking Dead a lot. I've seen the first three seasons. Mm-hmm. I had to take a break. I haven't gotten back to it, but I did enjoy the first three seasons. Why did you take a break, though? Uh, Just because... three seasons in, too, Jay? Yeah. I just needed a break from horror shows, just in general, because it's just, they're really dark. (laughs) It's like, really dark. That's fair. Um, And Dexter, I haven't gotten past, I haven't started season two yet. Oh, you're missing out. I love season one, though, but it was like watching the movie Seven every night. For me, that's hard for me to do. Uh, I like to you really, call yourself you really think, a horror fan. You really I, think Dexter's I argue with my wife that I'm not obsessed with <laughs> horror movies, and she says I am, and I kind of am because I have so many, and I do love the genre. But you really think Dexter's as dark as Seven? I we why you think it's darker or not as no, dark? No, not as dark. Well, I mean, just the I remember the one episode that had the hockey net with a girl. All like oh, chopped yeah. up under yeah. the oh. net and stuff. Yeah, there, there, there's some, some, crime there's some really like dark imagery in that show. Seven. It's there's dark imagery. It's just uh, the uh, 
the like the the overall Fincher look of a seven to me is just always like well it's yeah very unsettling yeah yeah Unsettle, unsettling is the best way to put it yeah unsettling also is Fincher's Alien movie <laughs> I've, I'm ex- I have not seen that uh, trailer Alien three. Oh, that one. Oh, no, oh sorry. Alien 3. Fincher's Alien weird. 3. That movie's unsettling for different reasons. Yeah, that, that movie was... just sucks. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> I know Stop. someone who's a huge fan of Alien 3. Yeah, and I, 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 I don't, don't too. And understand why. I've argued with him so many times, and he just... He won't hear it. And that's good for him. That's fine. Who? What are you talking about? A friend of ours. You guys can't just start talking. A guy that we know. A guy that we know defends Alien Three to this. Well, I know another guy that you don't know. So that's two. That's two I know of in the world. (laughs) Well, speaking of Alien, the trailer for Alien Covenant dropped, and it is everything. Yeah, (laughs) it's so good. Yeah, looks good. Oh my god, I'm so. I am so. I love Prometheus, and a lot of people didn't. I haven't seen Prometheus. I love Prometheus, (laughs) so I am so excited to see how they're going to bridge Prometheus and the Alien series. Mm -hmm. I'm. I'm just. I saw Prometheus with you. I, I love it too. Yeah. I know it's flawed, and but I sure. I can easily look past it because I really enjoy watching it. Yeah, um, yeah. Next 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 year for movies is going to be awesome, um, which we may do an episode coming up about. Some, oh, like upcoming at, at some point in time next week about. Uh, <laughs> you say that all the time. <laughs> and, be, and they always come up about the next week because we have run out of ideas. That's going to be an easy episode because we just have to watch a bunch of trailers yep. instead of movies. Um, um, well, hey, I wanted to, last week I started talking about uh, a list of films that came out around Christmas. Yeah. And then I never went back to it. Oh. So I'm just going to throw these in real quick. Okay. <laughs> We're one week removed from Christmas, but who the hell cares? Um, Black Christmas came out, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, the 20th of December, 1974. Hellbound, hey, Hellraiser 2, came out. Is it Christmas? It, no, it came, I'm, I'm talking oh, about, it, it was released. Oh, okay, this okay. made a lot more sense last week, because we were talking about, <laughs> these are just films that were released around Christmas. Gotcha. Uh, the 23rd of December, 88, was Hellbound, Hell, Hellraiser. Um, Scream, the 20th of December, that 1996. One, uh, that one got a lot of flack. For that, yeah, because people. Well, I I know that the Weinstein's were like, yeah, let's let's release it on Christmas or near Christmas, and they're like, you can't do that. It's a slasher movie. You can't release it right before Christmas. But they did, and it was I huge. Feel which which now hasn't it, hasn't it become sort of like a like a tradition almost to release move like horror movies around Christmas? Well, with now? all the with all the joy that the season brings, you need a little mayhem yeah, and and I can't you know, stand my family. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, you got to strike a little balance. Uh, the Exorcist, the twenty sixth of December, nineteen seventy three. Wow! Which uh, so that just was had a birthday really? yeah, 40, forty three yep. years ago. Yeah, wow. Uh, the Faculty okay. came out on Christmas Day of ninety eight, and Wolf Creek. Oh, came out two thousand five, the twenty fifth. Have on you seen Christmas. the Wolf, Have yeah. you seen the Wolf Creek movies? No, they're so oh, good. Dude, yeah, oh, they're, they're awesome. great. Really? Aussie, yeah. Aussie, like, like, like good, good, or <laughs> no, they're good. No, no they're good. really good. <laughs> okay. Good, good, or Heckman there is good. Heckman yeah. good. That's true. That's true. No, they are. They're actually they're they're pretty pretty awesome. Uh, everything Sweet. Lucky or not Lucky McKee, uh, Greg McLean does. Yeah. I think is fantastic. I will check them out. Um, Plus, we got to watch that uh, the mini series too. Yes, yes, the mini series out now. Yeah, they made a TV series out of the Wolf Creek movies, and starring the same guy. Six part. Yeah, John Jarrett. Yeah, and he's fantastic. He's amazing as Mick Taylor. Mm-hmm. Just so scary. Uh, that's all I got for for news. Uh, last thing that I have is apparently there is a documentary unearthed about Texas Chainsaw: The Next Generation. And really? uh, and yeah, I haven't watched yet. I, I I just seen it. I'm, I'm going to. But if you've ever seen Texas Chainsaw: The Next Generation and you left your head 
just scratching why does this exist maybe this will uh, <laughs> fill in some blanks oh i so like if you're, i like documentaries like that yeah so so if you're a fan of it uh, uh, definitely check that out why does this movie exist so now now mcconaughey will have to own up to the mm-hmm. is to he the, in it Renee, oh well, yeah well, uh, Matthew McConaughey and Renee they're in the movie i don't know if they're in the documentary oh, or not oh, okay. Renee Zellweger finally just like this year oh yeah start, started to that. started yep. to like say like you know not own up to it but like uh Kind of, I don't know. What's the, what? What am I looking for? Just talking like, about fi- it. Just finally <laughs> started to recognize <laughs> that she the was fact. in Why that movie. My phone, doing this? <laughs> what, my phone keeps uh, like this is two weeks in a row. You just series Siri, your entire conversation. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, but Matthew McConaughey kind of doesn't recognize it yeah. at all. Well, know? they both. There was a story along a story for the longest time that the reason that that movie got buried is because one of their representation, like mm-hmm. the the company that re- represented them, basically made them shelve it because the actors did not want that to be out because they were just starting to break in and that's why because it was not released for like three or four years i think it was mcconaughey well no it turns out um if if i'm getting my information right <coughs> they were both represented by the same company oh and it was that company that didn't want this movie to tarnish their names and so that's that's why it took so long to get released because by the time it got released they were sort of on their way to becoming <coughs> names if you do a movie just, well, just do it just, yeah to, you know just you did a movie like no. just uh just lots of people do that. bad movies you know yeah, like, freaking stallone doesn't deny that he did porn before he started acting you know it's, hey, it's where the italian stallion yeah, came from. that was the, that was the name of the porn <laughs> the, only, the only one i could i could you know commiserate with is troll 2 the girl from troll 2 who is that i don't know her name but, but she but like that movie erased is, that from her resume but, and but like, that movie's so well known now so like embarrassing that, well it's a cult classic it's a cult yeah. classic now yeah. why would why would you want to bury that well, because no one will hire you. Well, back then, I'm sure. You. Well, that's true, I suppose. Yeah. Unless the fans of Troll 2 start hiring you. You're <laughs> <laughs> that's very that's true. So well. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Well, is that it, Michael? I think that's it. That's it for the news. The news. <laughs> Have you seen my fife? What's that from? Have you seen my fife? Have you seen my fife? I think enough. Have you seen my stapler? No. No, there's like, there's actually, is that a fife? What is that? This is straight from Greece, best quality (laughs) bamboo flute. I could tell. A bamboo flute. Courtesy of my parents when they went over to Greece. Sounds good, man. man. As you can tell, I've been practicing. Oh, oh my God! What, what the hell else do you have around here? You're gonna start running out of instruments. No, he won't. will I? <laughs> we'll just start bringing instruments if he r- runs out. Uh, well, uh, oh God, we are actually we're gonna reformat a little bit here tonight. Yep. Uh, we're not gonna do the what we've watched uh, segment because we're talking about the complete works of John Carpenter, and that could take all damn night. And we all watched it shit ton of John Carpenter movies over the last few days. False. So, I did not. Well, I did. <laughs> I watched seven in the last like two days. Did you really? Like seven or like, two, two and a half days. Yeah. You got a lot that you hadn't actually seen though, right? Uh, a lot I revisited, a lot that I hadn't seen. Um, just, it just escaped me. Like, some that I thought I had seen and then it turns out I hadn't seen. Like, I had always thought that I had seen The Fog and I put it <laughs> in and I'm watching this. Nothing is coming back to me. I'm like super confused, but and and we've talked, we've talked about know. this movie in like know, four of our episodes. Like, oh, I know. Yeah, and next week's corrections that he on, hasn't seen the bug. I put it on and I realized part. I didn't know Jamie Lee Curtis was in this movie. 
It's like I don't. I don't get it either. I don't get it either. I, I apparently have never seen it. Like, isn't the fog great? Yeah, there's all this fog, and like the fog comes in. When people die in the yeah. fog. How do you know so much about Adrian Barbeau's character? Though? Because that, that's what I'm saying. I, I Maybe I've just heard so much about it over the years, I thought that I had seen it. And the remake is actually a pretty faithful remake, and I know that I've seen the remake, so maybe I picked it up from that. I don't know. I don't think yeah, I've seen the remake. It's good. I've it's good. Uh, starring Smallville's own Tom Welling. I've never seen any no. remake of a John Carpenter movie, oh. and there are a lot which one looks like the thing? Assault on Precinct 13. Which was, the, the remake was good. The Fog, Halloween. Oh, not wow, seen the right. Rob Zombie Halloween. You have? Oh, really? Oh, it's good, yet. dude. It's good. Really? I've just been holding off because <laughs> I'm such a big fan. So I'm like just waiting for the right time. <laughs> next, like, year, okay, next year I'll for Halloween, you should do a, a Carpenter remake a thon. Yeah, aren't they remaking uh, Big, big Trouble. Trouble? Starring The Rock. Yeah. Really? Yep. That yeah. could be. Dude, I can't tell. Have you seen the I trailers for Off Topic? But have you seen the trailers for Baywatch? Uh, yeah. Starring The Rock. Yeah. Everyone like gave that movie a lot of shit, thinking, like, what are they doing? This Dude, is going to be terrible. Dude, from the very beginning, I knew it was going to be awesome. <laughs> the trailer looks amazing. Like, it looks so funny, and yeah. it's so tongue-in-cheek. Mm -hmm. it, yeah, it's it's like, I like The Rock. I think he's I think he's great. So. Yeah, yeah. Him as, it's going to be a weird shift, as him as uh, taking over for uh, Kurt Russell, but... I think it's gonna be fine. I think it's gonna be funny. People are gonna hate it. I it's, that's to be expected. But well, yeah, I, I mean, don't think it's yeah. gonna be that bad. Anytime you do a remake, it's... it really depends on how, what direction they take it in. Yeah, like who knows? No. I, I can't tell if it's gonna be good or not. But <laughs> well, I'm interested in it. Should we jump into this? Yeah, let's, let's start the very beginning, all the way back in 1974. Oh jeez, with a little film called Dark Star. That ended up being a bigger film called Dark Star. <laughs> that was my good radio voice. Was well, that good? It was good. Was it no, good? that was terrible. But the reason <laughs> I said that was because it did start as a student it did. film. It did. And then they uh, graduated, I believe. It was it was 60 minutes, the original cut, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. And, and then... raised more money and finished it. Well, I guess, I from my understanding, they uh, somebody wanted to release it theatrically. And in order to do that, it wasn't quite feature-length... Um, length and so they had to go back and they refilmed about 15 extra minutes which apparently john carpenter doesn't like they really? uh they recut the movie they remastered the movie and they cut all that out and they remastered just the 60 minute version of it oh um which is which is interesting that's wait that's on the dvd yeah because i i'm certain i saw the hour 23 no they're both on there Oh, there's two oh, cuts. Okay. The DVD release, the, the one that I'm aware of, there's two cuts of the film. He on prefers it. the shorter one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. From 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 my and Dan O'Bannon. Dan O'Bannon. Uh, Dan O'Bannon. If you don't know that name, would go on to script. It's a fun name to say. Dan O'Bannon. Dan O'Bannon. Hey, have you heard about Dan O'Bannon? Dan O'Bannon. Dan O'Bannon. All right, let's script stop. what? <laughs> script what? Uh, he went on to script uh, Alien. Alien, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And a lot of the the inspiration for Alien came <clears> from. One of the best uh, alien sequences ever made from Dark Star, which can you? It's yeah, it's it's it is a painted beach ball that with attacks feet, a man with feet. with feet that attacks a man just by bouncing on him continuously. And they're just stuck I, in this I, claustrophobic I honestly, ship. I can't <laughs> tell if the alien was trying to eat him or hump him. Oh, I know, but it makes the best noise. It's just like. <laughs> it's this movie's terrible. No, it Dan, really uh, is not good. Dan O'Bannon. Did did he? Like, he say, started. Say, in, say it again. Dan O'Bannon. Uh, he starred in the movie, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He played. And then, um, and then he also Pin, did all Pinhead? the special Pinhead? effects. 
Uh, that I don't know. He, um, he was. I, I think I read this. He did all the special effects I think because you're right. him, I like think him you're and right. John Carpenter were both like multitasking. On yeah, the he thing. did. He was special effects supervisor. Yeah, I, know that. I, I think it was actually his work on it that caught the attention of uh, George Lucas, and then he got hired to do special effects for Star Wars. Dan O'Bannon did effects for Star Wars. Dan yeah. O'Bannon. Yeah. I did Dan not O'Bannon. know that. Yeah, he's all over the place. He also wrote Total Recall. <laughs> Oh, did he really? Yeah. I did not know that. Place. And then he uh, obviously uh, directed The Return of the Living Dead. Holy crap, you're right. How do I not know this stuff? I don't know. <laughs> One of our <laughs> guests of honors over here said that they're going to make a drinking game out of our podcast for every time we see Dan O'Bannon. Dan O'Bannon. <laughs> Dan O'Bannon. Oh, you guys are getting fucked. <laughs> We're just going to get you ladies drunk. Dan O'Bannon, Dan O'Bannon, Dan O'Bannon. Dan O'Bannon, Dan O'Bannon, Dan O'Bannon. Sarah's keeping up. Sarah's keeping up, too. Um, so uh, for those, for those who are before, not familiar with Dark Star, though, real quick. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I just want to give a synopsis. It's about uh, three or technically four, I guess, uh, astronauts who are out in space. And it's their job to bomb unstable planets and just blow them up. Planet yeah. destroyers? Oh, like, so before they get... Uh before they turn destructive yeah, themselves. Yeah, or, or, like or they're they, un, uninhabitable or something like that. Yeah. It's And they're essentially, they, just, they drop a bomb, a bomb that essentially has Siri built into it because <laughs> they, they can talk to the bomb. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, they talk. It's almost like a parody of 2001. Yeah, Space yeah, Odyssey. very very much so. Um, but yeah, that, that's essentially what the movie's about. And it's weird, too, because you but have then the, they But then they come across some alien life no, forms. No, the or? alien is just kind of on the ship. And it's really bizarre. The movie, you can break it up into three sections none of which really have anything to do with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a really fragmented movie. And it's the first movie, like, it, you know, it's yeah. probably not going to be their it's best like, work, but I mean, it's a the, fun watch, though. It is fun. There's a certain charm to it, too, because the background's, like, falling apart. Like, it's yeah. made out of cardboard. Their, their spacesuits... But it looks really good. Their spacesuits are made out of uh, styrofoam packing materials, and the one guy <laughs> has an upside-down muffin tin on his chest <laughs> uh, as part of his... As part of his uh, 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 spacesuit. That's love like that stuff. Uh, that's like the because uh, you pointed out one time that um, actually several times because they do it in a ton of the Star Wars movies that they use trackball rackets. Yeah, as as like they just paint them silver. Mm-hmm. You got to do what you got to do, and you got a limited budget. And well, George Lucas dark, did not have I'm, a I'm limited saying, budget I'm when I for saw dark that. Star. But oh maybe my God. I don't know. Maybe he did that just as like a. I don't think like so. A, like a throwback to his days. I of legitimately having a think somebody had. Some racquetball or not racquetball, uh, uh, trackball, trackball rackets in their garage, and they said no one's gonna know what this is, and they sprayed them silver and they hung them in the background. <laughs> I really think, and George Lucas probably had no clue what they were, and go, ah, looks like space junk, like guaranteed. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, in Episode One, uh, Phantom Menace, in in uh, uh, Anakin's like workshop, I guess. Look at the walls. In two separate scenes, there's two separate trackball rackets. Some people might not know what trackball is. I'll post a picture but, of it. Yeah. <laughs> not n- uh, Star Wars related, but there was a uh, a um, uh, was that Triple X or something with Vin Diesel. Yeah. And they're getting ready, and they're going to hunt this guy down, and they keep, he's hiding around the corner. He's got a gun, right? And they got this heat seeker missile. He's like. I'm Vin Diesel. Where's the heat seeker <laughs> missile at? Well, what you gonna do with that? Well, he always told me he's gonna smoke till the day he dies. He's got a cigarette in his mouth, and he pulls this thing out, and it's the old school Sony handy cam that flips out, has the same buttons, but it's got PVC coming out the other end, like <laughs> oh it's a bazooka. <laughs> and he starts pressing the buttons on the Sony handy cam screen. I, I think even like the, maybe the Sony symbol comes up on the screen when he opens it, probably. But like, oh my god, that's amazing! But you look at it, and you're like, that's a camera that they turned into a 
bazooka and spray painted green. I saw that movie in theaters. Oh, I'm it sorry. Was, it was not a good day. Triple X? Yeah. Why? I don't think I've ever seen it. I think I, I went with a group, so mm. I, I didn't I was probably in that movie. group. Didn't they you Didn't they make another were. one with yeah. Ice Cube? They yeah, but then there's a remake coming out starring Vin Diesel. The Return of Xander Again? Gage. Oh yep. gosh. Let's stop talking about these <laughs> yeah, terrible sorry. movies. Yeah, um, anyway, so yeah. I, got a, I, have a little, I have a little fun fact. Dan O'Bannon, drink. <laughs> <laughs> I have a little fun fact, actually, because uh, I was reading up on John Carpenter earlier. So he, he worked on one short by himself, uh, and then he got hooked up with... Um, Oh crap! I forgot to write was down it, the name. Was it, was it Dan O'Bannon? It was basically it was basically the second short that that he had ever worked on. He he hooked up with this uh, producer to do the the uh, soundtrack for it. Yeah, and that short, like the second thing that John Carpenter ever worked on, won an Academy Award. Yeah. Yes, I yeah, um, yep. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That is that is nuts. That like is, right out like right out the gate. Just, I actually didn't know until I was I was kind of doing a little bit of research on yeah. for the episode. I had no idea that John Carpenter had an Academy Award for anything. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's his only one. That's crazy. That's, that's, that's what nuts. the heck's the name of it? And I can't find it here. Yeah, I How is uh, it not on IMDb? It's oh, wow, an award-winning weird. film. <laughs> <laughs> um so then in uh 2 years later in 19 19- Sorry, I got the name. It's the Resurrection of Bronco Billy. There you go. Yeah. That's the one. That's the one. Um, if you haven't, if you haven't picked up on now, we're starting at the beginning, and we're going to go through his entire filmography. Between the three of us, I think we've all seen everything, yeah. at least the important ones. Yeah. Um, some They're of the stuff, all important. Well, Mike. some of the stuff's not necessarily genre though, or yeah, it's comedy. Any, any, so we're going to anything that we come across that's not like horror related. We're just going to kind of. Yeah, like the next Gloss one. Over. The next one, two years later, he did uh, the original, obviously, Assault on Precinct Thirteen. Which I love. Great and movie. it has an amazing soundtrack, and I will Every not kill you single again. <laughs> one of his movies <laughs> has an amazing soundtrack because... But this one is like one of my favorite. I just put this I on all the time. I take that back. That's time. not true, but we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> it's not true. No, this um, one I literally put on on a weekly basis. <laughs> yeah, I just love listening fantastic. to it. Yeah. I will just touch upon a couple scenes since it's not technically horror. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is horrific because it's uh, about... Uh, well, it's gang of yeah. people who just don't care anymore, and they're just going to sacrifice themselves by killing random well, people. He, um, which is he very timely. Now. Based the group of people who are trying to break into the police station on George Romero's original Night of the Living Dead. Really? He wanted them to be just mindless people yeah. trying to get at something. It's hmm. also real Bravo, which yep. is he's a huge fan of. Yep, he's a big his... Western fan. Yeah. He, he got into movie making to make westerns. That's what he's always wanted to do. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. And, and has, he, has he? He hasn't actually made a western. Yeah, uh, Vampires was probably his closest to being well, that, and most a of his movies are westerns in disguise, like The Thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't think of any. Oh, Escape from New York. That's that's a western. Oh, yeah. That's also why he has Lee Van Cleef. But we'll get to there. Uh, Assault on Precinct Thirteen, the ice cream scene, which is one of the most <laughs> shocking things ever. Have yep. you ever seen it? I've seen it. I've seen bits and pieces. I don't think I've ever seen the whole well, thing. Well, this all one, way you have a current uh, a theme going where it's like kids dying on movies, and why do I keep watching <laughs> well, and this? This is one of the worst. This is one of the worst. Really? Like, like Cause straight up shows a kid get shot up. Yeah, they're like, literally driving around, aiming their gun at people on the sidewalk while they're driving around. They're just like choosing which who random person am I going to kill. Uh, and then an ice cream truck comes, and her dad is on the payphone and stuff, and she gets an ice cream. And they just shoot her, oh. and it's yeah, insane. It's, that's upsetting. Well, did you <laughs> hear? It is upsetting. Did you hear how they got the R rating? 
No. So so they they knew that the the, the ratings board would not give them an R rating because of that scene. They knew it. So when they submitted the film to the ratings board, they omitted the scene. They gave it an R rating, and then when they released it in theaters, they put the scene back in. No way. Yep. Oh, because they would have gotten NC seventeen or what? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right on. And because they knew that they knew that scene wasn't going to be in it, but they wanted it to be. Yeah. So they they wasn't there for the ratings board. They cut it back into the film. Was there any repercussions for, for that? Doesn't sound like it. Really. Back in the back in the day too. I know it was big overseas. Nowadays, it nowadays they it didn't would. do anything here, but it was big overseas. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that scene is really troubling. But it, luckily, it does kind of have a '70s feel, so it's not as gory as it would be if it was made today. Yeah. yeah. And plus, it's just. A huge plot point and drives everything together yep. where they have the final. Yeah, it's, stand. It's, it's an important scene. It really yeah. is if, for the movie. So, but it's yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, great flick. If you haven't seen it, uh, look it up. It's not exactly horror, but it's yeah. You if know. you can't get through Dark Star, this is a good one to start with. <laughs> <laughs> well, or, move, you, or if you can't even find Dark Star, it's kind of hard to come across. Well, it's on Blu-ray now. It's, true. Yeah, that's well, true. I mean, I think it's hard, easier to find now. Moving on to the big one. Mm. Someone's watching me. Two yep. years later. <laughs> Actually, yeah, no, let's start with someone's Did watching someone's me. Did someone's watching me? Co- no, it came so out the it, same year. He, I know he, but Halloween he, came di- out first. he directed it before Halloween. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, did he? I actually didn't know that. Yeah. I knew they came out the same year, but... This was a TV movie? This was a yep. TV movie, and it's like more in the style of Alfred Hitchcock. He he was doing like Hitchcock. He even does the Hitchcock vertigo... I think it's vertigo... No, it's Marnie shot where, you know, you zoom in as you pull the camera yep. physically back, mm-hmm. and it gets that weird feeling. Uh, he does that, and... It's, oh, is that how they do that? Yeah, yeah. Adrian, the, it's significant. <laughs> Never thought about it. A peek yeah. behind the curtain. <laughs> that's what it's like, that vertigo Yeah, that's feeling. really cool. They do that in Halloween 4, which has nothing to do with him. But anyway, <laughs> I always think that's cool. Now, have you seen Someone's Watching Me? Yeah, I, I this have is one, This too. is one that I have not seen. It's okay. It's uh, Clearly, it's him with a crew he didn't choose, mm-hmm. and he was doing more of a Hitchcock thing. But the, it's significant because it's the first time he worked with Adrian Barbeau. Because ah, she's in it. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, I it's I also think it's kind of cool because you kind of see him. You can tell he's working with a crew he does, he has he's not used to, and he's trying out things. Yeah. And they're you know the movie's it's okay. A little bit more though. of an experimental. Yeah. Yeah. I can and see it's that. I can obviously see that. made for tea. It's not very thrilling <laughs> as it should be, but it's pretty tame. It was a it standard. was a Hallmark movie, the Hallmark yeah. Channel. So. But now you can go on to what you were about to say. Uh, well, I don't know what movie you're talking about. Uh, well, uh, he made, in 1978, he directed a little film called Halloween. What's that about? Uh, I don't know. I've never seen it. <laughs> but, but I hear that people Moving really on. like it. <laughs> let's yeah, let's, just, let's skip past that Who one. Cares? Let's, uh, let's go to Elvis. In 1979, <laughs> he made a TV movie called Elvis. Okay, Halloween is my favorite alt. Favorite of all time, all horror movies. Whatever sentence, I don't know. Group those words, re-scramble them, please, J. Raj. Because I'm so excited to talk about Halloween. Uh, uh, <laughs> you, uh, my my wife, you share this. You have this in common with my wife. It's, this is her favorite favorite horror movie of all time. Yeah. Like every year during Halloween, that's just the the first movie she wants to go to. It's it's one of the most iconic <clears throat> movies of all time too, though. It's yeah. not just it's not that it's just a good movie. It has a place in pop culture that very few Well it was like it's it was kind of, kind of very standard few, of, it was kind of the birth yeah. of the modern yeah. day slasher. Yeah. 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 Can I just I mean, jump in and say it was the first horror movie I've ever seen? Really? Oh really? Yeah. How old are you? Know? Eleven years old, yep. 
You, oh, you remember? To, what was the what was the setting? It was a sleepover party <laughs> at this girl's house. We watched three movies that night: Urban Legend, Bride of Chucky. But the first one was Halloween. <laughs> and uh, so, Bride, like, of, Bride of Chucky was out that long ago. Uh, <laughs> was it oh, late nineties? Yeah, <laughs> what are you well, no, saying? No, no, no. But when you were eleven years old, I mean, we're. Hey, you were old, old can you dirt. tell me? <laughs> can you tell me when Bride of Chucky came out, Geezer? Well, uh, I must have, it must have been 1998. 98. Yeah. No, well there you so, go. So, 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 uh, like being that, being that, uh, so like that was the first horror movie that you saw. That same night, you watched two more horror movies. Like, oh, did the they even, was, no, did they even compare? Not at all. They were goofy, they were weird, yeah. urban legend, are you kidding me? Yeah. Halloween is a classic, and I'm so glad it was my first one. Yeah, that's a that's a good, that's a good, place, that's to start. A good place to start, for sure. <laughs> it was also my, I think it was my first, because it, uh, my first. <laughs> anyway, uh, I used to, when I was in middle school, probably, no, elementary school, actually, that, around Halloween, obviously, the TV would play horror movies, sure. cut, of course, but I was fascinated, because I, see, I would see scenes of Halloween. I also the Chucky would be on all the time, but Halloween really stuck out to me and uh, my friend Mark, and we'd just like see a scene, or and then we'd run to, uh, over to each other's houses and be like, "Oh, what did you see? Did he kill this guy? Oh, I saw him kill this guy!" And like we're just fascinated by so it. So you just I don't saw it in what. bits and pieces. Yeah, originally. What's your What's your favorite moment from that movie? That's you hard. I, oh, you know what? Uh, the thing that stood out the most to me was how he just was there. He was just standing in their front lawn mm -hmm. in the daytime. Behind the hedges. And yeah, he was just there and yeah. it freaked us out so much. I'm yep. like, I've never seen this before. It's just like. I, well, because any other horror movie before that, it was just, yeah, like everything happened in shadows. the shadows. And mm -hmm. yeah. this was like, he's just there and they're not seeing it or yeah. they're kind of seeing like it. Like it just, it shows, it shows just how uh, tuned in to his. To his um, purpose, he was. Yeah, and of course because he, he because he, he you know he wasn't trying to hide the fact that he was there stalking somebody. He just did it. Yeah, exactly. I think I think for me it was it was the kill where he stabs the guy in the wall and then the oh, the, the, yeah. the, the primal just head cock like yeah. what did like I just a dog. do like 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 yeah oh, it's so creepy yeah, like, yeah. so scary uh huh and of course the music but we already talked about well, that yeah, yeah. that's. Oh. I love that song. That was like <laughs> one of the nothing... first songs I learned on piano because I took <laughs> piano classes and stuff. And I'm like, it was chop chopsticks and Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Mike, Mike, and I actually had the opportunity this summer uh, oh. to go see John Carpenter. The John Carpenter live retrospective. Oh, man. It was, and it was, and I only went thanks to thanks to this guy. It was a birthday <clears throat> gift, I believe. Don't and, thank me. Thank my wife. Well, oh, this my guy, God. you're pointing to someone. <laughs> to, they're to they're James. all going to assume that I'm that good of a friend. <laughs> We were actually sitting at a restaurant. I think we were getting ready to go to another show mm -hmm. at at uh, Pine Knob. Yes, we were. And and Aaron just like nudged me, and she's like, she's like, you should just jump on well, and I buy think tickets I'd, to that. I John think that Carpenter I had brought thing. it up, saying, oh, it's coming up. I'm not gonna be able to go mm -hmm. or something like that. And so she nudged me. She's like, just buy tickets, whatever they cost, just buy them. <laughs> and actually, so we got it. Awesome. I ended up getting a pretty good, pretty good deal on it. That was a cheap date. What can oh, I say? Oh, it was so cool, man. Like we went, we went, and everybody was super friendly. Like it, it was just a bunch of horror nerds, just like nerding out, we, having a good time. We ended up sitting next to the guy that did special effects in the uh, Resident Evil movie. Yeah, movies. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought you said it was Silent Hill. Oh, si yeah, Silent, Silent Hill. Hill. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, there's a scene. I you you're more familiar with the Silent Hill movies than I am, but there's a scene where there's a guy on a chain link fence. Uh, He's on a crucifix. 
No, it's it, it? no, it's the scene where she first goes down the stairs and the and the first um, uh, riot whistle goes off right. or whatever you call it, air raid whistle goes off, and it gets dark and then when the when she f- can finally see again, there's that guy in the gas mask oh, hanging yeah, yeah, from yeah. the chain link fence. The dude that we were sitting next to, who was did special guy. effects in the movie, was actually that guy hanging on the fence. Right. Yeah, yeah. It so it was pretty cool. cool, really cool, and just I mean the music was incredible. John obviously was like in his element. Oh, he was just like in he, love yeah. with oh, what he was doing. Time. He, he was, was the so first time. I, up until that point, up until he started doing music again, he became a crotchety old man. He, he wanted nothing to do with movies. It didn't interest him anymore. Um, and and then he started playing music with his sons. Yep. And he's happy. Yeah. Like, you, you hear all these horrible uh, like, um, interviews with him where well, he just doesn't care. He's only doing things for a paycheck. He just wants to sit and play video games all day. <laughs> like, like and, and now that he's doing music again, he, like, has passion again. Like, he's, hell, he's going to be scoring the new Halloween movie that's coming out. Oh, really? He's producing it and scoring it. He's wow. not directing it. Right. But he wants to be involved in it because he wants it to be yeah. scary again. Yeah. So he's like, Plus, yeah. Have you seen, heard his uh, albums? Oh yeah, like I have the lost themes. I have lost themes too on vinyl. Fantastic, it's amazing. It's like, yeah, yeah, they really are lost themes. Like from his heyday, it sounds like. It sounds like, but uh, one more thing I want to say about Halloween that I I found very significant was it was the first movie that after it ended it made me look behind me to see if anyone was there. Yeah, like I had this just this cool experience. It was like chills. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. a movie can make me feel that way. Yeah, that's cool. So. All right, so after Halloween, we have Elvis. Elvis. Haven't seen it. I think the only thing we need to bring up of, of significance here is that it was his first, first time, time working with, with Kurt, Kurt Russell. Russell. Yeah. Which, Kurt Russell. So if you like Elvis, he did an Elvis movie. And yeah. he is, he's a huge fan of Elvis as yeah, well. Is. Kurt, Russ, Kurt Russell or... or uh, well, I think John both. Carpenter. John probably, Carpenter yeah. is. I, I would never think that a huge fan of westerns and Elvis would be a master of horror. <laughs> but what was what was the <laughs> not quote? something that I would think of? <laughs> what was the quote I, I gave you? They sent you. Uh, he said, "Working on Elvis, which was like a three-hour TV movie, it busted my balls." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, so that was in 1979. 1980, we got uh, the the seminal movie, The Fog. Yes. Why don't you tell us about it, Mike, since you've seen it so many times? <laughs> well, guess what? I have seen it now. So I can talk about it finally. Yeah, go um, for it. Well, not finally, because I guess I have talked about it. Um, this movie is, is like, like we had mentioned before, I thought that I had seen it. Clearly, I hadn't. Um, this movie is amazing. The atmosphere yes. in this movie, I think, is actually his best up to this point. Actually, it might be his best ever. In all fairness, even better than Halloween, honestly, I think in some in some aspects. Um, I, I'm a sucker for a good ghost story, though, too. Yeah. And it's just this movie's brilliant. It I really lo- is. I love how it opens up like a ghost story. They're around a fire. Yep. And this old guy, this old captain man <laughs> is just telling this ghost story. Mm-hmm. And it just sets it. And you're like, okay, let's, let's yeah, hear it's, this ghost I, it's story. Like I'm strapped in. Let's go. Like, yeah. <laughs> have just, you seen The Fog, Jay? I have not. Oh, dude, you need to see And the scenery. So I don't like, know. I might. Maybe. Are you gonna be like me? You just talk about no, it. No one, no one will know. I, 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 I don't want to confirm that I have not if I actually have seen it. Yeah, is that the one? Was that the one about the fog and the and the, <laughs> yeah. and the ghosts and stuff? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. she meant. <laughs> the, yeah, I was gonna say the the scenery in it, like the of the uh, lighthouse where the radio station is, and mm-hmm. her going down those steps is just breathtaking. Yes, yes. Um, and the funny thing is about this movie is that he had to reshoot a ton of it. Oh, did he? Because they, he even said they watched it. They, he did the first cut of it, and he watched it, and he's like, "I screwed up." 
this what was good. what what didn't he like about it, it? there was no scares it just didn't work hmm. and he, he felt like he failed as a director so they went and reshot more of the ghosts stabbing people and attacking people okay. and then they also the whole uh spoilers not really but the whole rooftop of the lighthouse with adrian barbeau yeah that, that wasn't in the original cut oh really that, that was in the re reshoot ah, so it did okay. add more um you know jump scares and stuff that's what it, he needed mm -hmm. um, but yeah i i'm a huge <coughs> fan of the fog i've been trying to get you to watch it for years. yeah i bought like you I the said, movie I, like 10 years you ago did. you bought it for me yeah like i said i swear that i'd seen it but whatever <laughs> i always uh i i haven't seen it in a few years but to me the to me the ending was always just like pretty abrupt like there was so much it was well yeah it's a, it it's a very quickly. atmospheric movie and there are some really good like kind of creepy scares and then the glowing, uh, like that yeah. like it just it just kind of ends like really quick like it's just resolved you know that that's true do you get that I, from yeah it? I, I yeah the glowing cross is really cool yeah yeah like and adrian barbeau on the roof which i'm trying to imagine it without that yeah because like it would just be inside yeah. of the church one of the things one of the things that that, that did confuse me a little bit <laughs> when i was watching it though is like the whole movie you're led to believe that the ghosts are coming back because the hundred year anniversary of of essentially their slaughter right yeah but then it ends up being about gold and they get and, and well, they, they just want their gold well, they're pirates no i, under, I understand they're all, that they're they, all about their booty all about that booty all about that booty <laughs> um yeah no i just i, I wish that they would have the the gold um ah is that what it was yeah. ah my, what did i tell you i'm popping my popper popping the popper um yeah, no, I, I I just wish I almost kind of wish that the gold was downplayed a little bit more, and it was more about them getting revenge for being killed because they were lepers, right? And they wanted to, they wanted to start a leper colony yes. near, nearby, and the people, the townspeople, didn't want a leper colony, so they killed them. And I wish they would have. I wish they would have. Oh, so were stuck they not, with that? So were more. they not pirates? They were, weren't they? They were. Yeah. They. They were pirates. They were sailors. They were sailors that came, that came right. on on the yeah, sh on okay. the ship. Yeah, yeah. I wish I just wish they would have stuck with that a little bit more and not focused so much on the gold at the end. Yeah. Um, that being said, though, that's just a minor minor gripe. I wrote a song about amazing. this movie. You did. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. What's I've cool? never showed it to anybody. No. <laughs> I just I just <laughs> write songs for the hell of it. Right, Can you put it on the Tumblr? What's that? Can we yeah. put it on Tumblr? It's not recorded. If Jay uh, wants to record it for right me, now for free, impromptu acapella version. No, no, no. Nope. I need a guitar, and there's no <laughs> guitar in this place. <laughs> anyway, uh, another... Oh. That's Is that... Oh, the that's guitar. <laughs> guitar. <laughs> um, I think it's also cool... Well, obviously, we mentioned Adrian Barbeau and Jamie Lee Curtis, but Jamie Lee Curtis's mom, Janet Lee from Psycho, is in this, which is really sweet. Mm -hmm. uh, Tom Atkins, who we later used yep. a lot, Tom Atkins oh, yeah. is yeah, in Tom, this movie. Yep. Tom Atkins, uh, top of his game in this movie, too. Yep. It's fantastic. And George Buck Flower, who's in... Oh, dude. Kind of stuff. Yeah, it doesn't he? He basically just plays like the drunk guy he's in a like, lot of movies, right? The drunk homeless man. Is he just? <laughs> is that? I think that's just kind of his life, right? Because he um, looks like that saw, all the time. I saw him in Wishmaster because I recently saw that. Oh, he's Wish in that Master. too. He plays a homeless drunk. He, guy. He's not the guy. He's not the same. Did he die or is he still? <clears throat> oh, in real life? Yeah. Uh, don't know. Because he's not, he's not the drunk guy that he used in um, 
Oh, you guys, you guys didn't he see. Died, Village. Yeah, he died in two thousand four. Oh, okay. Well, you guys didn't see Village of the Damned. I wonder if it's the same guy. Um, I wonder. I saw, he's oh a very, no, I saw the original. Very, he's a he, very recognizable face. I don't know the guy's name though. Right. Um, maybe it's him. I don't know. If he did, then he just uses the same guy as an old drunk guy in every movie. Well, <laughs> he does. No, this is yeah. This he is, is like, in Village of the Damned. He is okay. No, well, this, is, this is the this is the drunk. Like if you're if you're making a movie and yeah. you want a drunk guy, that was yeah. the guy to go to. I think he's been in a ton of movies, hasn't he? Yeah, he's in Puppet Master. Oh yeah, everywhere. Uh, so, 976 Evil 2, Waxwork 2, a lot of sequels. Anyway. So continuing with uh, in, in John Carpenter, we're, we're, we are in now, ever since Halloween, we are in John Carpenter's, like, heyday. Like, this is, yeah. like, these are the years that John Carpenter shined. This is why everybody remembers him. And cared about making um, movies. Still. Cared about making movies, <laughs> unlike the 90s, but we'll get there. Um, yeah, so he follows up The Fog, this damn near perfect movie, with another damn near perfect movie in Escape from New York. Uh, it, it's imperfect in all the, the best wrong ways. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, if, that, if that makes any sense. Like this, You look at it now and it's laughable because of like the, the quote-unquote tech that took place in like 20... <laughs> it was supposed to be 2014? 2015, 2015, wasn't it? Something like that. That was 2015? Yeah, I, or probably corrections on this. But yeah, like, I don't know. I, I can't but, remember. But yeah, it's like it's so funny. This is what they thought the future was going to be. This apocalyptic <laughs> waste plan. Oh, is it 1997? Yeah. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, it says on the poster. Oh, wow. Jesus. Um, yeah, so there you go. That's like, awesome. It's, it's, it's that alone. such a funny <laughs> look into what they thought the future could be, like, and the yeah. tech they would have, and, like, and it's, oh, it's so good. Um, this yeah. actually, when we went to see the live retrospective, they did a screening yep. of Escape from New York. Beforehand. Uh, beforehand. Which seeing that with the crowd is, is oh, dude, the it was best so way cool. to watch Every that. time yeah. Snake Plissken was on screen, everybody just went Yep. And hearing like three, <laughs> hearing three hundred people all hiss oh, at the same great. time was awesome. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's a, I mean, fantastic. No, movie. Th- this one I mentioned before is a western in disguise, and you really do feel like it's this, you know, man with no name type. Well, yeah, he has a big name, Snake Plissken, but <laughs> he just enters this town, you know, and he's like the hero. Everyone's heard of him before, yeah, yeah. but they're like, I thought you were dead. He's the yeah. famous. Like he's very, the famous outlaw. Yeah, yeah the f- yeah. he's an outlaw. Exactly. Yep. He's, yep. he's a bad guy. With he's a not, sweet gun. He's an anti-hero <laughs> with a sweet gun, and he casts Lee Van Cleef, mm-hmm. and that's also why Kurt Russell did a. Clint Eastwood impression. Yeah, he's he like, did. Oh, yep. Lee Van Cleef, I'll do Clint Eastwood. Yep. <laughs> yep. Like, yep. Um, pretty obvious. Yeah, I, this this is one of the first movies that I remember seeing uh, that solidified, because I didn't see it till a little bit later, and it solidified everything I love about really cheesy sci fi movies. Like, yeah. this is the movie that I think started a lot of cliches that you see like, oh, yeah. like later on for like. Like weird futuristic technology that's just like a, a tissue box with a screen on it. Well, it's a total it's comic so, book movie too. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I mean, he he has an eye patch. Yep. <laughs> it's like it's Nick Fury. Uh, I love Donald Pleasance. He recast him from Halloween yep. in this. He's amazing. he's too good for this movie. Like his scenes where he's getting tortured by Isaac Hayes. <laughs> like or when he yeah spoilers if you haven't seen this one when he's just shooting at him. And he's yep. just screaming like he's giving it all he's got. Like it's a Oscar <laughs> it's winner. It's one of those overacting <laughs> moments it. that just turns into pure gold. It's like you are so amazing, Donald Pleasant. Um, so Dean worth, it's worth mentioning that back in this movie, Tom Atkins, Adrian mm-hmm. Barbeau. Yep. Um, 
Ernest Borgnine was in it as well. Yeah, he's amazing. Uh, we mentioned Donald Pleasance and Isaac Hayes. Uh, yeah, this this movie's just fantastic. And John um, Carpenter and Nick Castle, who was the shape uh, mm-hmm. in Halloween, they they have cameos as the band that's playing that Ernest uh, Borgnine okay. is watching too, which is always fun. It is fun. Oh, I didn't realize that Nick Castle was one of those. He wrote it. He co-wrote it with John Carpenter. Oh, did he really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Really? Wow. Well, that we're even learning stuff. This is why this is why he was the one to have uh, on this episode. Well, this is the reason we had this episode. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Otherwise, we'd b- probably be doing something stupid like killer bird movies. Well, you know, <laughs> Ca-ca. <laughs> That's a joke because we we were gonna do we we did a we did we were gonna do killer bird movies like two for weeks after for Thanksgiving. Oh, I thought it was like I thought it was just a few weeks after mm-hmm. we did killer animals. I was like, how is this? Well, you did animals we, because we did. of it, right? What's that? Instead of it, I mean. No, we did it. Be uh, we. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, we did it because um, I don't know why we did it. I don't remember. What? Killer animals. Yeah. I don't know because we wanted to talk about killer animals. Uh, okay. Well, anyway. Yeah. Do you have another? Uh, I have another <laughs> little tidbit of information. Do you know who helped do uh, special effects on Escape from New York? Was it Rosie O'Donnell? No. It was James Cameron. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. The yep. same James Cameron who's been to the bottom of the damn ocean? The same. <laughs> he, uh, he's him done, landing, he's him done landing the plane on Just the roof. Just got his, uh, a man of many hats. That, oh, he did that cool. visual effects. Oh, that's, really, he, that's he, where he got to start with visual effects with oh, Roger very Corman. Cool. And, oh, oh. I'm going to throw out a mic joke. Is that the same one that created that little profile picture that you can make of yourself in cartoon form, that the avatars? <laughs> <laughs> That was a mic joke because yep, it, yep. It, it takes <laughs> it takes five minutes to get to the punchline and then it's a huge letdown. <laughs> you know what? Shut up, Mike. I can't I can't argue with that. Um, okay, so going on from Escape from New York in eighty one, eighty two, he followed up with a movie that wasn't anywhere near as good. Uh, it's a movie called The Thing. Never heard of it. Yeah, it, it was it kind of a dud, I think. <laughs> If it wasn't for Halloween, that would be my favorite horror movie. I really, of all time. I really, yeah. really, really love the thing. That's it's such a you again. I didn't say anything. Why can't I say anything? <laughs> just like like it's it's not even that sexual. I didn't. Say I anything. saw the look on your face. I love the He's thing. Just thinking about dongs. <laughs> <laughs> Always on his mind. I, 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 I debated whether to say I really love this eat. movie, and then I went with I really love the thing, and then I get this friggin' side eye wink from Mike. Um, yes, Mike, I love the thing. It's okay. What a fantastic movie! I mean, is and and like like the the um, this was is this the first one in the this is the first in the, the unofficial. I, I'm gonna stop saying unofficial because I think John Carpenter, John Carpenter even calls it the Apocalypse Trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think once he says it, it yeah. becomes official. And the thing it's is, the first one, and it's the destruction of oneself or identity. I believe it is. I don't okay. know. Correct me on that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, well, obviously, spoilers. Go see the thing. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't seen it by now. Kind of your fault. It it ends on a downer. Go see the remake because it's, it's probably, probably way better. <laughs> it's one of the best movies that ends on a downer because I I don't feel sad or anything, but I just feel like shit. What did I just watch? That's yeah. right. I I love like uh, you know we were kind of like coming up with some questions earlier, like what should we ask each other on the on the cast and stuff like that. And one of the ones you came up with is what do you like about John Carpenter movies? And that was one of my answers. Is like in some of his films, he is just unapologetically bleak. <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. And like, and the thing is a perfect example of that. It's like the end is like the whole movie 
is bleak. And then the movie is just, uh, uh, the end is just hopeless, completely hopeless. Yeah. Like you're left, you're left there's, with, you're left the, with two the, people the sitting there. dwindling. There's fire really is, no, yeah. there. there's they really no high point in that the movie. Thing. There's really no high point in that no. movie. It starts bleak. It's it just ends a, bleak. It's just, it's just a downward it's, spiral. It's, and, yeah, and, and the way that it ends is it's the perfect ending for it. Yeah. Like it, I, it, I completely agree. That movie's damn near perfect. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I, I was. Sorry. Yeah, she knows it as the the frosty beard man movie. Oh yeah, true. That's that not, frosty yeah. beard. That's how she knows Kurt Russell too. Is that frosty beard? I'm like, yep, that's frosty beard. He's coaching the hockey players. Now you know, uh, you, you know, behind the scenes tricks and stuff. Being a, a filmmaker, how do they how do they make the frosty beard look? Oh, you put his oh. head in the freezer for. That's, that's, ex- that's exactly. He actually that. was borderline hypothermic for the entire well, did they, movie. Did they, where do they film that? Do oh, you know? they, uh, I, oh, that was on location. It was, was they, cold. I know that. That was Antarctica. They, that was the hardest. <laughs> location. I do know that was the hardest thing to shoot because it was damn near freezing. Like, was the snow though like real snow, or the on location yeah. where that was the real Northern environment? No, that was the real deal. Uh, the really? outside stuff. Northern BC. Northern BC. Northern, um, Northern, Northern, yes. cold, Northern right, British Columbia. Yep. Oh, we have we have two oh, yeah. here so, Yeah. Are you just? What are you doing? Oh, you're playing. Playing dots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. She's a lot. She's a lot of help. But yeah, no, it, that was that was hell to shoot. <laughs> yeah. Um. Very cold hell. <laughs> very cold hell. No, so I was uh, sorry. Oh no, go ahead. I was fortunate to see this in theaters, uh, the brand new thirty-five millimeter print, mm-hmm. and I saw details in this movie that I have not seen on my DVD at all. And it was also with a Q and A on John Carpenter. I'm totally bragging right now because <laughs> it was so cool. But he said, um, you know, at the end of the thing, at the end of the movie, I know which one is the thing, but I'm not going to tell you. Oh. What a dick tease. <laughs> <laughs> really is. It really is. He was joking. It was a joke. Nah, I think he knows. I think he knows. I think he had to have known because that's that's he how does. you direct the characters. I mean, he has to know who it is because certain characters are going to act a certain way. So he kind of has to know that. But so would I, he, I believe but, it. But I mean. would he even tell? He probably didn't even tell them. Oh, right? probably not. No. Probably not. But that's what I love about the movie too, because you never know who it is. You yeah. never know, and you keep even like rewatching it a couple times. I'm like, I forget who, who's who's the there's thing right now. There's probably fan theories You're trying to figure it out. There's probably really believable fan theories about every single one of the characters. Yeah, and and they would all make sense. Yeah, but well, you Will, just don't know which Wilford one it is. Wilford Brimley, like he just starts acting crazy, even like that's because he has diabetes. Yeah, it's oh, his that's diabetes. <laughs> that, that was method acting. He got diabetes for this role. <laughs> no, that means the man is committed to his craft. It's, it's, it's the nine percenter. Um, yeah, the, oh, the, the freaking effects. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rob it, Bottine. It, like, you, I've never, still, to this day, I've never seen anything that compares yeah, to the no, thing. I think brilliant. I mentioned this in one of the uh, one of the past episodes, that uh, one of the shots of the thing where it's like the, the lawn neck and the head, you know, when it's like transforming yeah. or whatever, it reminds me of um, the, the, the creature in <laughs> Evil Dead 2. Yeah, yeah, you uh, said that. It, re- it really, really, really reminds me. With of like it. the, is there a skull at the end of the? Uh, in even the two, yeah, yeah. Two? This and, has but, like a face Henry, with like a. Like yeah, Henrietta. Henrietta yeah. Evil Dead has a snout on the this side one's of a little his bit head. different, but it just reminds me of it. Like it, it's got yeah. it's the same oh feel God. to it, you know. It's yeah. like the stuff nightmares are made of. That that movie honest, that that movie honestly the thing probably honestly did give me nightmares. I I saw it at a young enough age, and it was. So I wish I would have seen like these movies just, when I was young. I really do. I, I'm glad I, I did I would have had much better 
first times with these movies. It would you know, have I would have seen me. them when I was young. No, when I saw it, uh, uh, probably, my, yeah, end of high school, I saw it. It it's it frightened me. <laughs> like, like the spider legs coming out of the upside down head. Mm-hmm. Like what the hell is that? Like why? I was just like I've never seen anything like this. Yeah. Well, even even to this day, like though you know people are desensitized these days. But yeah. I'd say even to this day, the the movie holds up pretty Absolutely. well. Like you can show think, it to any seasoned. I think who, what holds somebody up. who thinks they're a seasoned horror fan I think who we'll, has never seen it and, and probably still get a reaction on him. Yeah, I, I, think well, what, I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I think what holds up the most about it, but we touched on it, it's it's the atmosphere of the movie too. Yeah. When you're in that that just hopeless mindset of that movie, everything works better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like like the, the the real feat was was creating that atmosphere and keeping it the entire movie. Like yeah. it just it's like it's like getting getting into a, a, a boxing match and you just never land a punch and you're just getting pummeled the entire time and then finally at the very end you're just a puddle of muck on the canvas <laughs> and then the movie ends like that's the, kind of what that movie sits is on your face yeah <laughs> just the paranoia of it yeah. is just so cool yeah. I, I love yeah. it's like this body snatchers thing yep. you guys mentioned uh, killer animals the dog is probably one of my favorite dogs in any horror movie yeah. i found out it's actually it was part wolf Oh really? And that's why it just stalks these halls. And it's just the creepiest dog. Like, you, the, how is this dog acting so well? It's like you know it's up to. It something. really wanted to kill everybody. Yes, that's, it, did. it wasn't really acting. It was just they were just kind of filming it doing its thing. Anyway, it makes, I, that makes yeah. sense. Like, because uh, like wolves, uh, like domestic dogs are. I don't know why I know this. I think it's. I was at a campground once, and I met a guy who had a dog that was half wolf. Yeah, true story. And what are you doing? Why are you making that face at me? Uh, and uh, and he said like he said you know people always just assume that I have a huge dog but he said the diff you can tell the difference by uh, when you look at the line of the back of of my dog the the head and the neck and the back are all parallel like they're all on the same plane because they have that kind of like stalking mm-hmm. feature like a, a, a so normal crazy. dog has their like there's the back and then their neck and their head come up like a it's, miniature it's, horse. <laughs> right, exactly. exactly. But then, but then the the ones that are half wolves, like this guy had, you could tell because, and it was just so. It was the nicest thing. Yeah, it was huge, and it was. And it now looked, you're saying that you could tell because it had that flat back. Right, it had that like it's. It Imagine like, like big cats have the same thing when they're yeah, crouched down. Exactly, like, like it's a, like everything was on a, a like, everything was even as far as the back. It's pretty freaky looking. And, and with wolves, what kind of disappointed me? The Detroit Zoo. They got a couple new wolves, right? And I was like, that's badass. You can get right up to them. They got windows that come right up to there. These things were the size of a Shiba Inu. <laughs> There's two of them, and they're like, oh, these little, little cuddly babies. Little babies? <laughs> that, they were just these. That, that depends on, that depends on if it's a wolf. normal Shiba Inu or if it's my Shiba Inu. Yours. Because she's about the size of an, a full-grown wolf. Not, not today. Not, not in stature so much, but like she probably weighs the same amount as a normal wolf. Well, today just marked She's the day that fat. we found out that Justin doesn't know the difference between wolves and foxes. What? Huh? <laughs> oh, is that what you were talking about? Are you talking about the little snow foxes? Because no. foxes look the like Detroit, eaters. Does the Detroit Zoo really have new wolves? Yeah, last yeah. this past summer or Where? last summer they got them. They have I've, two of them. I've been there like the far five. back. I've been there like five that times. I haven't seen how, how did we get on this These wolves were tidy and I was disappointed. Yeah, sorry. We, sorry, we kind of went off the rails here. All right, so um, let's, let's well, move on. First, just a uh, 
first time working with Keith walls. David, Kurt Russell again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know Mike will agree with this, but I always I love directors who reuse the same actors. Yep. And John Carpenter is obviously the, that. Well, oh yeah, I forgot to mention Nancy Loomis, who's also in yep. Assault on Precinct Thirteen, The Fog, and Halloween. Yep, yep. Yeah, she's one. Of, yeah, he he loves to just reuse actors. Their last which, which I love. Loomis, Sam Loomis, which is also Loomis from Psycho. Mm. Donald Pleasant. Anyway. Yep. 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 <laughs> All right. Uh, so moving on from the thing. Uh, we have a movie that I, I just saw for the first time uh, yesterday when I was doing my research. Uh, Christine. Now, mm-hmm. have we all seen Christine? Yes. Uh, I think so. Have you seen Christine, Jay? Mm-hmm. You have? Yeah. I had never seen this movie. This movie was way better than I thought it was going to be. This is one of those John Carpenter movies that I had not ever seen. I thought it was one of his, you know, not as good movies. I don't know why I, I, don't know why I thought that, but this movie holds up. It's, giant, it's, a, you're, it's two masters of horror collaborating. Stephen King. Stephen King yeah. and, well, and, and, in all and fairness, John though, Carpenter. How listen, could it not listen, be? This might be unpopular to say, but Stephen <clears> King <throat> can be touchy sometimes. Oh, you're telling him that. I'm just saying, not all Stephen King is oh. like Stephen King, Stephen King. Like Sometimes he's got some duds. He does. You can, um, <laughs> you can cut the intensity with a knife. <laughs> well, all of his, I mean, all of his movies that have been adapted, like, uh, can you name a dud that's been adapted, really? I mean, like, Maximum Overdrive. You didn't like Maximum Overdrive? Oh, I loved Overdrive. it, but it wasn't a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I don't love it because it was good, though. I love it because of how ridiculous it is. I heard that they're remaking that movie. Oh, really? Yeah. With The Rock? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. Actually, I know. Hopefully, with Emilio but again. It's it's actually rock. It's the rock though. The rock is the semi truck instead of the green goblin <laughs> face. It's just the big the rock face on the front of the oh semi. That's a big truck. <laughs> yeah, that's, that'd be worth it. Um, actually, I have a theory why you thought that because this is also kind of goes along with the thing. The thing did horribly mm-hmm. in theaters. It was a box office failure. Really? Because E.T. came out two weeks before, and oh. everyone loved the happy alien, <laughs> the friendly alien, and then the thing just Here came comes out. Carpenter it with was like... just the wrong timing. It, like, yeah. it's just so dark and bleak and disgusting, and everyone hated it, and it ruined him. Well, actually, like, actually, aren't the majority? Uh, uh, e- the majority of Carpenter's movies, with the, the exception of a few, were critical and commercial failures. Yeah, but this was the first one that, like... No wonder he him. hated the industry so much. <laughs> no, he did. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, but I keep this, giving you gold, and you just shit all over this me. This one messed him up. Like, he he was affected by it, and you, mm-hmm. you see why. This because is why he, he d- went and did a Stephen King adaptation, and then also Starman, which yeah. we'll get to. Oh, so he did the Stephen King adaptation because he thought... He's like, well, this one this at is, least has some success tied to it. Right. This is my assumption. Like it's got well, a built-in kind of smart though on his on his yeah. side. If he if he if he actually chose it and it wasn't like an assignment kind <laughs> but of thing. Like, but yeah. that's kind of smart. Like, okay, I got to rebound. Let's. I need as much star star power as I can possibly mm-hmm. get for Stephen King is the cream of the crop. You know, like. Yeah, and Christine's great. It, it really was awesome. Yeah, I didn't think that a killer car movie. Could really hold Aside my attention that much. Aside from Maximum Overdrive. Aside from <laughs> Maximum Overdrive. Um, no, it was super, super good. I, I loved every minute of it. And I watched it on glorious VHS, too. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. I really got that 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 old school feel when I was watching it. Uh, it, it was just great. Mm-hmm. Uh, for anybody who hasn't seen it, uh, like myself recently, um, it's, it's essentially about this nerdy kid who just falls in love with this car and the car changes him because the car is 
It's possessed. Possessed, right? yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't want to give too much else away, but the car wreaks its revenge, and the guy changes, and it's just, it's a cool story watching it go from point A to point B because it really ramps it up slowly, but not slow enough to where he loses you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's just, it's just really good. It's a good suspenseful horror. <coughs> And it's got Harry Dean Stanton from Escape from New York. Once again, are there any movies that he's made in this time period that doesn't have a connection to another movie? We will find out on this podcast. <laughs> Stay tuned. You just wait. Wait, Michael. Same pod time? Wait. That would be the end. Same pod channel. <laughs> We're still here. Uh, uh, Starman. Um, yeah. All right, I so have not seen Starman, and this is... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Vito. To, to, me, to me, Starman <laughs> directly is, oh, E.T. came out before The Thing, and The Thing failed, so let's make Starman. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious, but he uh, he got well, Jeff Bridges. Um, so this was, a, this was meant this. to be kind of a feel-good... Yeah, and it is. It's a romance. It's sci-fi. In fact, the beginning, if you watch... I would watch the beginning of Starman if nothing else because the beginning's kind of terrifying <laughs> when the alien shows up. It's like classic Carpenter. Yeah. It's really like his classic kind of shots and slow burn. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a little terrifying when it shows up in the fetal position glowing on the floor and it's all kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But then it just turns into like kind of a romantic, which is a so little weird. So is the weird. beginning kind of out of place then? Like, um, no, because it kind of sets it up. I think it kind of just fizzled out for me. Uh, it, it's it was hard to get behind because basically the premise is um, it's uh, a widow, Karen Allen. Her husband died, mm-hmm. and then this alien comes as her husband's body, like in her husband's body. So he looks just like her dead husband. No, and she knows that it's an and alien? she knows it's an alien. She's freaked out at first. It's, okay. it's messed up. But then she starts to fall in love with this alien that looks like her husband. It's, I don't know, it's kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it worked entirely, but Jeff Bridges was nominated for an Academy Award and oh. is really good in it. Fair enough. Um, so Yeah, that's not one that I've ever looked into just because I knew that it wasn't really in the, the horror genre yeah. so much, so I've never seen it. But, um, but George Buck Flower is in it as a... Uh, Cook and he well, was and he was in Cook. George Buckflower was in oh he uh, George he's that homeless the homeless drunk everything guy. oh that guy okay <laughs> yeah. yep sorry I didn't know his name until tonight so so that's all I can say about so then that. after Starman apparently he did uh, good with Starman with the Academy Award and everything so then he went back to making fucking weird movies with Big Trouble and Little Trouble <laughs> <laughs> did somebody order Kung Pao exactly. <laughs> Now I've been tossing this up for years. Do I like Escape from New York more, th- or do I like Big Trouble from Little China more? I know that they go I, hand in hand for me. I can answer that question and say that Escape from New York, I think, is the more fun film to watch. That yeah, being said, I, I love that. Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, and, and <clears throat> as uh, Kurt Russell did Clint Eastwood for Escape, he did John Wayne yep. for Big Trouble, <laughs> which I think is really funny. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think that that Kurt Russell is is John Carpenter's uh, you know ace in hand. Mm-hmm. You put you put Carpenter and Russell together, and you're not gonna get a bad movie. Even the bad Carpenter Russell movies, <laughs> or movie I should say, um, is still good, and I still love it. You know, like they, there's magic with those two for some strange reason. They just they yin and yang. You know, like, but it's, it's still. Just, I mean, it's still. This is another example of because this one did poorly, right? I believe so. I'm not 100 percent sure. It's just, I, yeah, I they, can imagine they, it did. Like, <laughs> like they turned, they turned out cult classics. Yeah, 
But that see this to me is this to me like John Carpenter is is living proof. I I always say this. I I hate critics. Yeah. Uh, I think that they're completely useless, <laughs> and and that's because look at look at how many people. I'd be interested to hear, like how many people just shit on his movies when they came out back in the day and have completely flip flopped. Yeah. Now. Oh sure. And and say oh John Carpenter is a living legend and blah 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 and it's like screw you I go back and find an article that you wrote in 1989. People just weren't ready for the carp. Yeah. I don't know. It's <laughs> just, just ready I, for him. Yeah. I don't know. This um, one people know most as the guy's head blowing up to like the size of the Hamburglar. <laughs> yep. And it's <laughs> <just> exploding. <laughs> what, what's, what would a good rundown, if you were to describe this movie to somebody, how would you describe it to him? I, uh, uh, ancient <laughs> Chinese wizard ghost thing comes back <laughs> starts I don't know how to describe no, that's the point. It's batshit crazy. Like lightning this, yeah. being shot from people's hands. They're like... I, mean, meanwhile, Kurt Russell, who's just a, a truck driver, is thrown in the middle of like it, it's. And it's just so campy. It's I don't know. It's, this was this was. I feel like John Carpenter had fun making this movie. You know, this is before he lost his passion. Yeah. I think like he just he, he was just one of those guys who's like throwing shit against the wall and seeing what sticks, he and that's what fun. you get is Big Trouble in Little China. You know. Yes, absolutely. Um, um, for actors, uh, this one has Dennis Dunn, who we'll hear about later. Victor Wong, who we'll hear about mm-hmm. later. Yep. Uh, wait. wait. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, I lost my page. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Kim Cattrall, who this is her only Carpenter movie, but she went on to do Sex in the City, and mm-hmm. I think she was fresh off Mannequin, if I'm not mistaken. Mannequin. Oh, we just talked we about did. that. <laughs> yes, we why, did. Why did we talk about that? Uh, I don't know. I think I thought, a, I thought it was creepy. Movie. I thought it was creepy. It doesn't it. matter. I liked it. I oh, used yeah, to watch by it the all way, time you never there. mentioned that Twilight Zone episode that deals with mannequins. Uh, when you were talking about mannequin movies, but anyway, just wanted to shout that. We didn't talk about mannequin movies. You, when you talked about mannequin, whatever episode oh. that was, oh. you're like, "Oh yeah, there's this other mannequin movie," and blah blah blah. I'm like, "There's a oh, Twilight it's, Zone it's because I, I was talking about Tourist Trap. Oh, oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Anyway, yep. that's so completely off topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so from Big Trouble <clears throat> in Little China, we go to another movie that I haven't seen that I know you guys you have, Mike. Is uh, Prince of Darkness? Yeah, have you seen this? I have not. Have you seen this, Prince of Darkness? Yes. You have. Oh, sweet. Really? So years ago. Wow. Right. I don't know why. I just, <laughs> I, I, I just <laughs> was so impressed. Was so yeah. impressed. <laughs> yeah, this would be the. Uh, That's the Ozzy Osbourne movie, right? <laughs> the Prince of Darkness. <laughs> You're close. <laughs> Um, but this is the <laughs> second of the Apocalypse trilogy because um, it's about dealing with the end of the world and very bleak and dark. Uh, this one, if you can get past the premise, which it took me two watches to do because this one suggests that Jesus Christ was an alien who was came here to warn everybody about the anti-God, but the Catholic Church kept that hidden for years until Satan's goo, which is in, in the canister. Uh, I just became religious. I was just going to say, I looked over at Mike just now, and you just hooked him in. So, hook I told you sinker, man. that you would love this movie. This is like a guy special. This is right you know what up your is? But the thing is, it, it's, it's really Gaia. cool because it combines religion with quantum physics. And okay, okay. It's very original. 
it was hard for me to wrap my head around it the first time, but I recently watched it. And I, I, I really, appreciate I really it need time. to see this. Yeah, it is yeah, so. I do. I'd, I'd love it. Yep. Um, but the the th- th- all, the other thing about me seeing this for the first time was I saw it and I saw this cover, the DVD art that has Alice Cooper's face. I didn't know it was Alice Cooper at the time. Okay. And it's called you know it says Prince of Darkness. So I thought that there was going to be a character of the Prince of Darkness walking around and being the villain. That is not true. It is more like a uh, Night of the Creeps um, type of movie with no real bad guy except they're talking about a bad, you know, the anti-god. Alien Jesus is not a bad guy? No. Okay. No. He's mentioned once, <laughs> but they talk about the anti-god. <laughs> okay. Which is, instead of the anti-Christ, it's the anti-god, ah. who is Satan's father. So, that's, so what does... Uh, um. What does Alice Cooper actually have to do with it? Alice Cooper plays a homeless man who becomes possessed right away. Oh. And there, the big, does he have a big so role? Here's the other thing. This is why it's similar to The Thing, is everyone's trapped in one place, and this time they're trapped because an army of homeless people are walking around and just stalking them, much like Michael Myers does, or Assault on Precinct 13. But they can't enter the church. They're just blocking anyone from escaping. So Prince of Darkness is like, it's, it's like a, the vampire movie that combines... Hobo Vamp- with a shotgun. Isn't Prince Dark- of Nothing vampire. with vampires. Oh, I, I would assume Prince of Dark- God. Anti-God. Jesus sorry, Christ demons. is a sorry, alien. Sorry. <laughs> I guess no, I've always assumed you, you hear you hear Prince of Darkness, I automatically think of like Dracula, vampires. What Prince of I always Satan, have. I know, Satan's I, name I, is the Prince of Darkness. I know. I just always in my head though thought his, that it was a vampire. Title. Movie. Well, <laughs> I always thought it was a vampire movie. That's because movie. vampires are, you know, when when it's a vampire movie, the main vampire is is the Satan himself or something? Sure, you know? yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why I had that in my head. That's what I've. I haven't seen it, so mm-hmm. I just. I don't know. I, I guess I just you know but assumed anyway. and made an ass out of me. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just I always thought it was a vampire flick. I like the movie. It's not his best, but uh, the opening sequences, <clears throat> like it's classic Carpenter, like the opening of the fog and and everything. The music's great, um, and it's got great acting. Donald Pleasance is amazing as the priest. Uh, Victor Wong from Big Trouble yep. and Dennis Dunn from Big Trouble are in this one as well. And Peter Jason, I forgot to mention, he's in a bunch. He's in a ton of Carpenter movies. Um, I feel like Carpenter was doing Kevin Smith before Kevin Smith, where every single one of his movies he just had the same characters in different roles. Like uh-huh. I kind of feel like Carpenter. Well, that's yeah, that's you know, why you like Kevin Smith. So that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, he's one of those that keeps recasting. But right? that well, being said, well, you said earlier, said, and I agree. Like just when directors find that like core group of yeah. people that that they work with, and it, I like that too. You know, but it doesn't count it's, because Simpsons did it first. Simpsons. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so did uh, uh, Tim Tim Burton. Yeah, yep. Tim Burton. Every single freaking Tim Burton well, movie. Is, and Johnny Depp. Yeah, yeah. And Helena Bottom Carter. At, after a certain amount of time. So. Well, yes. oh, go figure. You cast your wife in every movie that you make. Huh? Well, who does that? <laughs> who does <laughs> who that? on earth would do that? Uh, <laughs> All right. So what's so, up next? So where are we at? Where are we at? We um Prince of Darkness. Oh, next one is uh, one of my personal favorites. Uh, I came here to kick ass and chew bubblegum, <laughs> but I'm all out of bubblegum. <laughs> Roddy Piper, in one of his best performances ever, They Live. 
<laughs> it's not hard to do with his filmography. <laughs> I was going to say, very true. I was going to say, his true. best performance ever was there really too his, many more? Not not the off topic, but his very last uh, film was a short film, and he played a janitor in a school, I think it was, and they find a shut up over there. Oh my gosh! No, go for it. It's fine. Uh, um, they find a portal to hell in the basement of the school. Yeah. And it looks awesome. I haven't seen it, but what it looks. It? Did he just die this in, year too? No, he died last, la year? last year, or the year before. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yes, so, something like something like that. Um, but this movie, this short film, looks awesome. I haven't been able to find it though. Oh, it was a short. It's a short. Wanna, yeah, it's a short. This. I forget what it's called. So I'll, it'll be in the corrections, I'm sure. But like, uh, it looks amazing. Throw so it that's Tumblr. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Which you can find the Tumblr at the Buskill Podcast. Dot Tumblr. Com. There it is. There you go. There it is. <laughs> anyway, they live. They live. I love because it starts off as a routine Twilight Zone. Well, no, I guess it doesn't start off that way. It so starts you, so off you just lie to us. No, it starts <laughs> off like a John Carpenter movie and becomes a Twilight Zone movie, and then becomes a ridiculous action movie with Roddy Piper saying a bunch of one-liners. It is fantastic. the The subtext of that movie, which is not hidden very well at all, no. but <laughs> the subtext of that movie is is in, is incredible. Because of how true it is, like yes. that Rep movie is probably the most realistic movie he's ever made and it's so in terms simple. of what it's about. It's just like yes, you put on sunglasses and suddenly obey. you see aliens. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. I don't know how else to say. It. Oh, and we have to talk about the Keith David Roddy Piper fight scene oh, that goes God. on for like <laughs> four times too long. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not so, even a good fight scene no, either. That's the not, best part about it. But he's doing wrestling moves on him, and it's just. Did so nobody? Did nobody watch this movie and say, "Listen, probably shouldn't be as long as it is." I, I'm sure people no thought one? that, but they just let him go because oh Roddy Piper is scary. It's so good. In though. fact, there is a the commentary. It's Roddy Piper and John Carpenter, and Roddy Piper starts talking about how this movie was based on this true film about how TVs warp your brain. Something like, oh, what is it, Aaron? We were, it's a Crack.com article we read. Crack.com's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> little plug there. Uh, no, he, he's talking about how this... He he saw something and he thought it was a real documentary about this really. Is John Carpenter saying this? No, this is Roddy Piper. Oh, saying this is Roddy Piper. This. And okay. you can tell John Carpenter is getting really uncomfortable. And uh, later, people found out that this was a fake documentary, and he thought it was real and really believes the conspiracy that, that, that. The, the TV waves are. The guy who fake fights for a living <laughs> buys into the fake article <laughs> about it. So oh, yeah. that's amazing. And this one has like Peter Jason in it, and and obviously Keith David, mm -hmm. um, and a bunch of others. This is one of the first movies, uh, first John Carpenter movies I remember actually seeing. And oh really? I, and I remember when I first saw it, I, I was blown away by how stupid it was. <laughs> I really was. Like you've seen it, right? It's 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 so dumb. Like it, this movie. I don't understand why studios heard the the, the synopsis for this movie and go. That one. That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't get it. Well, uh, actually, if you, you know? think of the just the simple plot line, it sounds like it could like I said, it's like a Twilight Zone. But, but then Roddy Piper improvised a bunch like the bubblegum line. Yeah. He came up with that. Oh, did he? Yeah, that wasn't written in the script. That was Probably. Roddy Piper line. He, in he all was gonna fairness, use it in wrestling. As much as I love that line. For good reason, it wasn't in the script. Exactly. It's, it's, but John not a good line with but anything because he was having such a good time. Um yeah, I can't read all this. She found the Crack.com article about it. I think the, the documentary is called The Bronswick Affair. Okay. Something. It's a short mockumentary. 
that uh, set yeah satirizes consumer culture and he thought it was real like they lived really happened Jeez. yeah it is uh, true though the, the imagery in that movie is not wrong though you know like it's everywhere you look every everything that you see is buy 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 sell sell like sure it really is true that movie like i said for as ridiculous as the movie is as crazy as the plot as bad as the acting is yeah it's his probably most truthful movie as far as what the subtext yeah. is. Yeah, well, there's a big attack on Reaganomics, which yeah. <laughs> John Carpenter's huge anti-Reagan, obviously. Yeah. Um, so, moving on from They Live, uh, we have Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Now, this which is a comedy, I've right? I've not seen. Yeah, Chevy Chase. I don't yeah. have any... I have any of us seen it i know this I'm one not, I'll, I'll be honest I'm with not. you i think there's one movie of john carpenter that none of us have seen and this is this is the one but it doesn't really fall into our uh it's i mean it has an invisible man in it but so does ghost dad so <laughs> moving on <laughs> nice to oh. 1993's i hate the old cosby by the way 1993's <laughs> body bags uh. I love this, body bags. This is the movie that I. Th this was the last movie I think John Carpenter enjoyed making. I think so. I mean, not that not that what so came after fun. it. Not, not that there wasn't any good movies after it. It's just that you can tell, like he actually acts on this one. He is the narrator, so to speak, for this anthology, the, which the we've talked about. The mortician, yeah, yeah. Which we've talked about on the show before, and um, he just looks like he's having. Fun. He was hilarious. Like, <laughs> he's hilarious. Like so, the best part of the movie. You couldn't you couldn't do that if you if you hated it though. Like right. he, it looks like he's genuinely yeah. wanting to be there and enjoying it and having fun with the process. <laughs> Maybe for the last time <laughs> well, as, in this era. You know? Probably because he was he, he was only shouldering like a, a a portion of the movie. You know. Sure. Like yeah. he he directed two segments, right? <laughs> He did one. Which one did he do? Yeah, he I, did I uh, he the did... gas station. One. He did the gas station. One. Oh, he didn't do hair. Oh wait, he did do hair. So he did too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Toby Hooper did the, la the eye. Yep. Yeah. Um. So, so probably because he knew he could just kind of, you know, he did a portion of it and he sat back, back and relaxed and played this zany character. This is this is probably know, like, John Carpenter's dream project where he doesn't have to do all the work. That's yeah. probably why he liked <laughs> right. it so much. Exactly. Probably. He actually has stated how much he hates anthology films. Yeah. And I can't disagree with him more on that i love him oh yeah that's, um, yeah yeah but i'm so glad he did this one it's kind of our it's one of my favorites found footage <laughs> yeah it's one of my favorites um, um yeah it's just if you if you've never seen body bags uh it's it's three uh short films that are tied together by john carpenter's um coroner coroner character um and it's got all the classic coroner tropes, like he's eating a sandwich and he puts it down on the guy. Like it's stupid. <laughs> doesn't he? Does he put it, does he put it right it on the guy's chest? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Does he? And it's then picks like, it back up and eats it. It's just good fun. Like it, it, it's just uh, all the cameos. You guys mentioned this before too, but like Sam Raimi and Wes Craven yep. and everyone. Like and the, I can so be very like, wrong on this. Is Stacy Keach? Yeah. Stacy Keach is in here. That's what I thought. Hair. Yeah. Yep. And, that's, uh, and yeah. then weren't there uh, Tom Arnold? Yep. Was yep. one of the uh, like the, the mortuary workers, whatever you call them. I don't, and then who was the other one? Toby Hooper. To oh, Toby Hooper. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, tons of people. What was anyway. your? What did you have a fa favorite segment in this movie? Oh, uh, hair. Yeah, hair I, I have great. to say hair. I like I think, them all though. I think probably hair, hair for me too. That's so funny. I, that's the one that I remember the most from because I saw this movie when I was a kid, mm -hmm. but I had no idea what it was. When, and then, oh, yeah. like they played it on Showtime. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, they played okay. it on Showtime or something. And it, this was this was probably back even before my parents had Showtime, which means I saw it at my cousin's house, which means I was super young when I saw I it. I never, I never had Showtime because TV rots your brain. Yeah, 
Yeah. That's that's what I was led to believe. When Greg <laughs> plus you see plus you see naked ladies. Oh God, Ooh. not the devil <clears throat> in the flesh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but hair is the one that really really stood out yeah. to me when I was younger. When it's Gre- such yeah. a wacky. and and now it's scary because you're losing yours. Yeah. <laughs> I can oh, very much you, relate. What are you going to do? <laughs> what, what are you talking about? I'm Look asking. What? You can relate? Oh, I, can, oh I thought you looked at me and you said, I can relate. I was like, I'm looking oh, at this okay. fucking beautiful Luscious head of locks. red, red, just fiery just gorgeous, hair. Flaming, fiery hair. Just, just beautiful flaming flames on Son top of, of your head. Bitch, yeah. I was no, going to mention Greg Nicotero, but uh, let's Well, move on. actually, k and <laughs> I think, have done almost every single John Carpenter movie. Have they? Pretty sure. I mean, they've done a Almost lot of them, yeah. every single Halloween? one that I have watched. Well, 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 within reason. I the mean, when, from when they like started. Once, the once, once he got it. From uh, when they, from when KMB started. New York. <laughs> he's maybe. He's proving you wrong. No, I think Nicotero might have. This could be corrections. I think he might have had something to do with it, though. He worked with James Cameron. Yeah. No. 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 You're right. Okay. Never mind. But when KMB started to become a thing, though, you'll see it on almost all of John Carpenter's like like mid career and up. They work on everything. Well, they probably they probably jumped in because I know for sure the next movie we're going to talk about Let's they they were behind the special effects in that, which is a movie I just watched two days ago for the first time in the mouth of madness, which I have not seen. So I'm going to shut up and let you guys take this one away because I know you've both watched it recently. Yes, I love this movie. Yeah, I really did. Uh, not only me, I, I you know John John Carpenter has he hasn't tried to hide the fact that this was. Very much inspired by H.P. Lovecraft. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, right down to yeah. right down to the fact that the uh, the the author in the books, uh, the author in the movie Sutter, Sutter Kane, like even the names of his uh, his books are similar to yeah. It's a combination H. P. Lovecraft. of Stephen King and H.P. Lovecraft, and yeah, you're you're saying that right, the like titles I, are like I, I won't read all these, but like well, first first of all, the the, the movie's called In the Mouth of Madness, and H.P. Lovecraft has a story called At the Mountains of Madness. Um, then like Hobbs End Horror, the Dunwich, the Dunwich. What, how would you say that? The Dunwich. Dunwich Horror? Horror. I think so. Is the H.P. Lovecraft counterpart the Whisper in the Dark, the Whisper in the Darkness? You know, yep. so it's it's there's. It's it, it was kind of out. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of his, his homage to H.P. Lovecraft, which I really like because I'm a I'm a big H.P. Lovecraft fan. Yeah, I really enjoy this movie too. It the one thing I have to say that it doesn't feel like a Carpenter movie most of the time. It feels a little more studio produced. Yeah. Um, Would it be fair from what I've seen in trailers and from still shots or whatever? Uh, I could be way off base on this, but does this feel? Like for Carpenter, what Serpent in the Rainbow was for Wes Craven. Like it's a little bit know. different. It's a little bit different, and it's a little bit you know. I guess yeah. That's like it, it's that one film that kind of stands out as being just different for some reason. Like because Serpent in the Rainbow with Wes Craven is that movie for me with him. You know, it's not your standard Wes Craven fare. Well, it's something that's a little If you're not talking deeper, about it's a I mean, bit... Starman is really the odd one out. Or, but still but genre, though. But still genre. Within though. the genre? Well, yeah. yeah. Well, was yeah. It, it was I interesting. So. I, I, like, I... this. Yeah, I would say that you're right on that. Just because, like, this movie was weird. It had, like... A well, lot, of, a lot of it dealt with like kind of philosophical ideas. Yeah, like a lot of the conversations between <laughs> um, uh, John Trent, who was played by uh, Sam Neill, and Styles. I can't remember Julie Morgan or something. Julie Carmen. Julie Carmen. Like a lot of their conversations when they when they weren't reading from a Sutter Kane book, which right. by the way, anytime they read from a Sutter Kane book, it was actually taken verbatim from a 
Oh, cool. From an HP Lovecraft uh, story. I was going to say it's that HP Lovecraft uh, ness about it that makes it feel not as Carpenter because it's more of a combination of HP Lovecraft and Carpenter to me. I guess the best way it does feel like that. The best way to put it, it was it was more about what the because there were like horrifying things in the movie, but it wasn't so much about what those horrifying things were. Like the havoc that they were wreaking, <laughs> it was more about what they were doing mentally to the characters. Yeah, and that's and what it, this entire movie is about—is like the breakdown of the mind. Yeah, and which makes it the third in the Apocalypse oh, trilogy. Yeah, that's right. Because again, they're all trapped in one spot, which right. is Hobbs. Uh, Hobbs End. Hobbs End. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they have no way of getting out, and it's the end of the world, and dealing with all this. Like it's, and it's really messed up. Like. Yeah, reality is breaking down. This is this the one. Movie. This is the one that takes it the most literally too, where they have no way out. Like yep. with, with the thing, it was like they have no way out because they're surrounded by, you know, if they tried to go outside and go somewhere, it's you, you're dead because yep. it's freezing. What was the second one? Prince of Darkness, Prince which of Darkness. I haven't seen. Yeah, they can't leave because they'll be the torn to shreds by. Released. This one was literally like he tried to leave, and and it was it's it just. just it's like it picked his car up and pointed it back toward town. Yeah, and then just also to note the actors, Peter Jason, Sam Neill was also in uh, Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Oh, he which was. none of us have seen. Um, David Warner from Body Bags. Also from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles oh, yeah, Part 2. Yeah. <laughs> Secret of the Ooze. Yes. Um, so it's funny that it goes from In the Mouth of Madness, which was like this amazing, from what, from what I'm understanding, amazing movie. Yeah. And then he goes and jumps into... Escape from L.A. Village of the Damned. Oh, I'm sorry. I skipped one. Village of the Damned. I'll talk briefly I've, on it because I've seen this. I have not seen this one. <laughs> I've seen I've been, this. I've um, seen the original. I've if never you seen like Carpenter's creepy one. kid movies, I do. Village of the Damned is the movie for you. Oh. They they take the creepy kid uh, uh, mold and it's it's amazing. It's so good. I haven't really? seen the original. Fuck the original. This one's amazing. <laughs> really? Awesome. Okay. Um, no, it's it's really good. Now, what you were saying how In the Mouth of Madness didn't feel like a John Carpenter movie to you, uh, Village of the Damned didn't feel like a John Carpenter movie to me. That being said, there's aspects of it that are very Carpenter. Like, a lot of the mayhem that takes place, a lot of the aftermath of you know what happens to the town mm-hmm. feels like Carpenter. And I couldn't pinpoint what it was that didn't feel like it until... Until I realized it, and that is that Christopher Reeve is in this movie. One of the biggest actors of all time. John Carpenter typically doesn't work with that high end of actors. No, no, typically speaking, you know, like, like uh, Christopher Kurt Reeve. Russell? Well, but Kurt Russell kind of grew up with John Carpenter. Sa- okay. You know what I'm saying? Sam Neill was big, yeah. Sam but Neil, Christ- This is after Jurassic Park, he did in The Mouth of Madness. Okay, fair enough. Maybe, Sam okay, Neil fine. Was hot. Christopher Reeve, to me, though, he's like the cream of the. He's like. Like huge, he's, he's, he's like Tom Cruise. He's, yes, you know what I'm saying. Though he played Superman. Okay, go I'm, on. I'm just saying, like he's a big, he's a big time actor, and I don't associate those big time actors with John Carpenter movies. You know, like it just it seemed out of place to me. And I think that's why it didn't feel like. Well, and Christy Alley. And Christy Alley, she's yeah, huge. That's mean. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> um, no, like, like I'm just saying, like, I don't know. Great movie, though. The, the, the suspense in this movie is fantastic. The kids are creepy as shit. Uh, it's an alien movie. I didn't know that it was an alien movie. You've never oh. seen the original? I, no, I've not seen the original. So um, It's really good, though. If, Who if, else is in it? Um, uh, Mark Hamill plays a priest in it. Didn't know that either. Just kind of came out of That's nowhere. Awesome. I was like, oh, shit. 
He's Mark in Campbell. body bags. What'd you say? <laughs> He's in body he bags. Is in body oh, bags. Yeah. You're right. We moved on pretty quick from body bags, yeah. but yeah. Uh, uh, um, so after Village from the Dam, yeah. we get to Escape from LA, and this is kind of where the John Carpenter <laughs> train maybe goes off the tracks a little bit <laughs> and never really finds its way back. <laughs> um, so sequel, obviously, to Escape from New York. Um, it looks as though they purposely used the exact same effects that they used, recycled from Escape from New York, with the addition of really bad 90s CG. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, the best kind of really bad 90s CG. <laughs> what, what was it? You were talking about a scene yesterday where he's, like, surfing. <laughs> he's surfing on this typhoon uh, uh, wave through the streets of L.A., and it's clearly green to screen. Someone, to chase Steve Buscemi in a car. <laughs> That's on the side of the freeway, and it's clearly just the worst green screen you've ever seen. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's so good. Doesn't he, he jump jumps off, off the surfboard onto, onto the, the car. car. Yep. yep. And That's Peter so is surfing next to him. <laughs> My my favorite part of the, the effects is in the very opening scene. There's a sign that's like this po- post-apocalyptic area, and there's a sign that says uh, Los Angeles, and then there's another sign that says something else, and it's in the exact same default Windows font, barely like askewed, so it looks like it's just kind of placed on the screen. It's so I, bad. I love that he swims past Universal Studios yep. and Jaws comes out and it's a this CGI is what, this is, Jaws. This is what this movie reminds Almost me of. Almost attacking the ship. It reminds me of the kind of movie that they would have made for like an interactive theme park ride. Yeah. That's what this that's, movie looks like. That's a very good description. That's like like the T2 ride yeah. at Universal well, is terrible. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's awful. I, have you rewatched? I have it. I'll, yeah. Well, the point we'll is, like, that's what it feels like. It feels like it was just kind of slopped together for entertainment purpose only, and that's it. Like, Dude, that's okay. For, right. <laughs> T2, the battle across time, was directed by James Cameron. Well, he's talking about the ride. I'm just, he's that's talking... the ride video. Look, it's it's fine. You get what I'm saying. Oh, the, oh, the, and okay, they did okay. a really good job. Well, fine, but you get what I'm saying. You get what I'm saying. Better though. than <laughs> the third Terminator movie. Don't get me started. You get what I'm saying, though. You get what I'm saying, though. It just, it just, it doesn't look like a real film. It looks like something that was like a direct-to-video, yeah. like behind-the-scenes thing, and they just made it quickly. Like but, it's just, it's so man, bizarre. Man, does it have star power? Because your favorite. And you didn't even know he was in the movie, Bruce Campbell. Yeah, I didn't even know it. I didn't came out of nowhere. He looks like a boxer that got punched in the face about fifty times too many. His whole face is swollen because he's got plastic was this, surgery. Was this like, the first time you've seen it? it just in the past. No, couple I days? saw it a long time oh. ago, but before I was obsessed with the man yeah. that is Bruce Campbell. Um, but yeah, like it's it, it's it's fantastic. He looks like a swollen, puffy faced Jay Leno. Have you seen <laughs> it? Yeah, a long time ago. Okay. Really the, reason he, the reason he looks that way is because he's playing the plastic surgeon. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. It was, uh, it was, it was just fantastic. Yeah, like, if Jay Leno wore Jim Carrey's mask, <laughs> this is the cartoon mask that he would have. That's what he looks like. And Pam, do you want to talk about Pam Greer? I didn't know that was Pam Greer. I thought it was a man playing a woman. I really did. That's how effective she was in that role. <laughs> like, I was, like, equal parts embarrassed for her, but also, like, she's doing an amazing job. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the movie's ridiculous. Um, so, to follow up Escape from L.A., we have 1998's, we're at the end of the 90s now, Vampires which is the closest thing to Western John Carpenter's ever made. And he flat out said that he had lost his passion for directing at this point. The only reason he took the project was because it reminded him of a Western, and he's never made one. 
It's the only reason he took the project. Yeah. Well, in the sense that they're literally in a desert. Sure. No, that's town. what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, and it's it, it's not that good. Yeah. It's I, really not. I that haven't good. seen it in a long time, but when I did, see, I've only seen it once, and I was disappointed with it. The acting's terrible. The I mean, plot's thin. Uh, James the, Woods. James playing Woods. the yeah. action hero with sunglasses. <laughs> like he literally <laughs> said that he's always wanted to play the action hero who goes in first, kicks down the door, and gets his. He has his gun out and he has got sunglasses on. And it's just not his type, and this, <laughs> this movie proves it. This is another. This is another movie where you can. I think John Carpenter just uh, wanted to enjoy himself, and so he put a ridiculous amount of nudity in it. Just I think to do I don't something. Remember that? There's oh. a whole scene where it's like an orgy scene after they take really? out their first nest and they go back to a hotel. It's completely pointless. Doesn't need to be there. It's very unusual it's, for Carpenter too. Yeah, I I don't know why it's yeah, the movie's not great. Um and he followed up vampires uh with essentially a a a turd on cinema that was Ghost of Mars, which is probably his worst movie to date. It is so bad. I don't know what he was thinking. It was a paycheck, clearly. I don't think he gave two shits about this movie. He was just there and said, action, cut, paste it. Like, did, you, did you just watch this one? I, I watched this one a little while ago. Uh, I actually talked about it on the podcast, so I won't get too much into it. But it's just not good. It, it It's flimsy. It's cheap. It's bad acted. It's bad CG. There's nothing redeeming about this movie. And it stars Ice Cube. And when your star power goes from what you worked with before to Ice Cube, you know something's wrong. <laughs> Which is probably why after this in 2001, he didn't make another feature film for just a year shy of a decade. Yep. So that that's where he was. He had lost everything at this point. Didn't want to do it. You could tell in his films. And honestly, I think it's a good thing that he stopped away from, from directing for a while. Because it, like he had always said, he will quit the industry when it stops being fun. And I, and I think it happened to him years before this yeah, I was going to say, I think he stopped having fun way um, before he actually quit. Well, yeah. he returned to directing, though. Against four years. his will. <laughs> Mick Garris talked him into doing it because he's good friends with director Mick Garris. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mick Garris uh, created the Masters of Horror television show, which is essentially uh, like Tales from the Crypt, but hour-long episodes. Or actually, Tales from the Crypt was hour-long, so I guess it's like Tales from the Crypt, just no narration kind of stuff um masters of horror though the show uh he first did cigarette burns which uh, i actually just watched today um i think you liked it more than me yeah i think you did okay he might talk this up veto talked this up <laughs> <laughs> quite a bit before i watched it saying that i was gonna love it i, and I did it. and i did like it i thought the story was great uh, i i just it didn't come together for me, I yeah. think, as much as it did for you. Well, I think, uh, and a lot of people agree online, I know that, that it is the best, especially of that season of Masters of Horror, mm -hmm. it's the best one. Well, I haven't seen anything else from it, okay. so well, I there, can't Well, a lot it. of them are terrible. Okay. <laughs> like, they're very disappointing. Hey, so this was... Is, it, is, there an, is there an episode of Masters of Horror where... Oh, no, sorry. That's uh, Extraordinary Tales, something like that. Never mind. I'm completely off base. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I, especially the Dario Argento one. Jennifer. Was it bad? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't like it at all. What was it called? Jennifer with one But we're not N. talking about but Dario anyway. Argento. <laughs> Who is awesome, by the way. Anyway, Cigarette Burns, I really enjoyed. I, it's not my, obviously not my favorite thing John Carpenter did, but... Um, sorry. Uh, yeah. There you go. Okay. Like, um... The one scene that I find like almost unwatchable is where the girl gets her head chopped off. 
It's so shocking. Yeah, that's and like almost it's too much for me. I know, uh, but after oh. seeing after seeing a real beheading. Um, what? No, no, not, what the hell are real. you talking about? He's talking about like those videos. Yeah, the, when those first Al Qaeda videos oh. surfaced years ago, when you yeah. like, it was like the big thing. Like you know, the go to the internet and watch this thing. Like I, for some reason, went down the rabbit hole and I watched it, and it was the most disturbing thing that I've ever seen in my life. Hey, speaking, Anything, of, speaking of three guys, one hammer. Do you? Uh, <laughs> you know what my favorite part up. of that. Was? I'm very happy um, to announce that I have not. Yeah, yeah don't, don't, don't. And stop, I will never. Is, though, stop talking about because no, no, my, my point is though, when I see that in movies, though, yeah. because I've seen the real thing, right. there is nothing that you can do in the movies that will grossed me out the way that right. you see that it's so when like, i saw that in, yeah. in the movie i was like okay it's it's movie magic it's fake i i get it because i've seen it and i know what it looks like yeah that's not it it's kind of like me and uh c-sections so what yeah i've seen a real c-section oh he'll oh. tell you the story off air it's it was fantastic job, but... oh, 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 <laughs> oh no, no, no mike told me about this it's, never mind it was awful <laughs> you were filming it right i yeah i nearly passed out i had a uh, were you there? I had, a hand, I had yeah. to hand my camera to Aaron. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna faint. But yeah, no, that's like if any C-section shows up in TV or anything, I'm like, I can't do this. Yeah, this yeah. is bringing me back. So um, cigarette burns, though. Yeah, so that uh, it's uh, about a guy. Real quick for anybody oh, yeah, who wants yeah. to say, it's about a guy who gets hired to find this lost film that supposedly makes people go crazy and. Le film du absolute. The, oh, wait, le film, le film du absolute de Monday, something like. Sure. That. I already screwed it. <laughs> Nine percenters. <laughs> um, yeah, it's good. Norman Reedus is in it. Norman Reedus is oh, a star. And I thought dead. I thought he was terrible in it. Really? I thought he was terrible. I thought he was awful. I love Norman Reedus. I just I don't know. I, I just huh. I did not care for his performance at all. I didn't notice it being bad. I didn't notice it being amazing or anything. But um, um, yeah, but, that you know, was my opinion. I, but. I don't care what you think about this. Uda <laughs> Kier. He was great. He, Uda Kier okay, was good. great. Yeah, yeah he, <laughs> was great. he was amazing. Yeah, and. I'm going to say this, but spoilers, skip a, skip ahead 15 seconds. The scene at the end when he's, do you care? No, go for it. The scene yeah, at the end it. where he's just putting his intestines through this film. The film reel? Film camera reel, yeah. the projector, sure. is just amazing. Because the film, may, the film <laughs> it makes you go insane if you watch it. Yeah. And so obviously he finds it and they watch it and it makes him gut himself. And effects. he's just like, oh. And he feeds it through the reel. Yeah. 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 It's like, go effects, on to the Effects screen. by Nicotero and Burger again. And I just thought Candy. that was completely meta, like in the Cabin in the Woods yeah. style of you know horror movies and stuff yeah mm. that's why i it thought was, you'd like it yeah, so much no, it was like good. a rare film it was good i liked it i just didn't think it was as amazing maybe as film for your collection sure they, they de-wing an in angel in it the angel was awesome oh, yeah. oh the angel was great if there was a bright spot it's in that so movie creepy. it's that like oh yeah i just loved everything surrounding that mystery yep. and stuff yep. so that's yep. that's why it's well, kind of a so he, gem in the rough he of, followed of, up cigarette burns this good episode of masters of horror with I haven't seen it, but you have pro-life. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I haven't seen Ghost of Mars, but I would say pro-life is his worst I've ever seen. It, yeah. it looks like a student film. I don't yeah. know who shot it, but it looks terrible. The, everything about it's terrible. Yeah, that's all I want to say about it. Okay, that's fair enough. It was just enough. awful. I felt bad should for this, Ron Perlman. Should, should, this, uh, should this movie have uh, been aborted? Yeah, <laughs> yes, it's, it should have, <laughs> and we'll go with that. <laughs> Moving on. Okay, so the very last one, we've made it to the end. Uh, the very last film that John Carpenter has made came out in 2010. It is called The Ward. Not seen it. Starring Amber Heard yeah. and Danielle Panabacker. Mm -hmm. um, 
I saw this movie when uh, right after it came out. I think we both watched it. We we watched it and we both fell asleep Hated during it, it because yeah, we, we both didn't like it. it. Was we, we thought it was awful. I revisited it for this episode. Yeah, and I and I found myself watching it, wondering why I hated it so much. Really? Yeah. Uh, I remember there being really bad CG in it. I remember there being like just not good. And there's a little bit of CG, but it's just creature. It's creature makeup effects. There's there's not really a a CG character like I thought there was. I don't even think I got Um, that far into it to see any of the... Like the the CG. Yeah, no, that's the thing. There's maybe, not that much maybe, of it in it. We, we might have just watched it on the wrong night. I just asked maybe. out. Um, so no, I, I should definitely give it another chance. Not but. his best work. It's 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 kind of like um, I know what you did last summer. It's not original at all, but it's not really offensive. It's good for what it is. Does it feel like it just, John Carpenter, or is it more like? Yeah, it does. It does. It's still updated, kind of the new John, John Carpenter, okay. but it does. Yeah, it's it's got his his style in it. Sure, I'd like to check it out, but yeah, it's not it's at the top of my not list. Not his greatest movie, but for of the movie that he came back with, it's not a bad entry into his filmography. I'd put it in the middle. Yeah, you know, um, which is good considering how many classics he's produced. So being in the middle is really good for John Carpenter. Um, so yeah, it was it was it was good. It's about a girl who is stuck in a mental asylum. She's trying to get her figure out her way out, and there is a a creature girl killer that is offing the other patients in there one by one. Uh, and Amber Heard's character is trying to to fight her way out and and get out. And it's psychological, and it's it's good. Cool. Nothing crazy original. Yeah. But it's good. It holds up. You know, like he came back, did his I'll, thing. I'll check it out. The one thing I hated though is that he did not do the score for it, and he talks Was about it his it. son. No. He talks oh. about it in the in the commentary. Uh, uh, he asks him the, the the one of the actors asks him why he didn't do the score for it, and he said, "Quite frankly, I'm too old and it's too much work." <laughs> that was his answer, and it's which is funny because now he's doing music full time essentially. Like that's what he's doing now. So it's kind of funny that he went from having that to I that. Gotta, I gotta it's imagine just, like writing a song and scoring a film are totally different things though, you know, it's... Well, true. There's there a, a lot of work. After you direct obviously. it, you write it, you edit it, then to go back and score the whole right, thing. Yeah. He's, I, he's got a point. Yeah. But. And just to end it on a high note, mention how awesome but he was in concert again. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah, it was amazing, so man. Good. It was uh, like the visuals, it, the kind of 3D screen that they had set up. Because it was a huge screen behind him, and then like on all sides, an angled screen coming out, and it was just yeah. It was it was, it was if you are lucky enough to have seen him when he came through your town, well, where, wherever you are listening to this, um, then then you were you were, it was a treat. It was an ocular treat <laughs> <laughs> because the visuals were just as good as yeah, as, as the ocular. But also, I'm saying though, but like you go to see a live show, it's like all the senses. We've, we've, we've heard the music before. That the the visual yeah, though was like, so good. You could good. taste them. I'll plus, throw up some. I'll throw up some images from his, our show. Plus his old man dance moves just made me so happy. Yep. <laughs> and he's happy just to see him happy again. That's, I think that's my doing. point. Like he that's was just bouncing cool like thing. a little, like a like a happy little schoolboy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was I, really cool to see. Yeah. He's again loving what he's doing. Yeah. Like, and, and hopefully that will translate into the upcoming Halloween project. Yeah, or whatever you know, he does. That's I mean, what we, that's yeah, what we have to look for. They're they're doing a they're doing a, a they live remake, which he really doesn't. I don't think he has anything to do with. Aside, aside I don't from know how true this is. I feel as though I have read somewhere recently that he actually is in talks to direct again. Oh, he he might. I, I'm going to look this up I've for next week. Like um, too, there's but. something going on where he's going to be directing again uh, a film. So. Cool. We'll keep our eyes peeled for that. Yeah. Maybe someday you're going to do another podcast, all of his filmography from now 
until 20 films from now. Probably not. That's right. But we're we'll, gonna still, but we'll try. We're going to be doing this thing well, for like 20 back years. In, back in 2017, he put out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll do it for the we did holy it. shit. Yeah, we, we made it. it through uh, John Two, Carpenter's three, four, entire five, filmography. 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, Don't, This is boring. That's boring. Stop that. 23 <laughs> films we talked about. <laughs> and the world didn't end yet. <laughs> nope. Um, all right, guys, uh, yeah, if we missed anything or you want to yell at us, uh, the Buzzkill Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, make sure you look us up on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzkill Podcast. And yep. you can find us on uh, uh, Twitter uh, at the Buzzkill PC. And Tumblr, uh, hopefully I'll have it up on time this week, uh, <laughs> thebuzzkillpodcast.tumblr.com. And try to find me, I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> try to find Vito Power. You can find Vito Power uh, on YouTube uh, at uh, search for so Tiki Do So My Soul. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be playing with that damn Oja board. <laughs> and uh, make sure you download the free Horror Amino app and find us on there, as well as our buddies. Beyond the Veil podcast, which I didn't mention this entire well, episode. I think that's like the you first time it. in like 10 episodes. <laughs> and also Laughing Horror and everybody else on there. Yep. Make sure you look up J-Raj on... www.oceanrecordingstudio.com Check him out. I'm sure he's got some deals coming up. We're not going to ask him right now because we are at 2... What? So Jay was quiet this week. What's my, my voice is almost gone. Man. <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> He's recovering. Leave him alone. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, that'll do it, guys. That'll do it, guys. We had a great time, cool. Vito. Thanks for coming. Thank, Thank you, you for sir. Having Thank you. Thanks for sitting in with us, Sarah. As always, you beautiful darling. All right, guys. Cheers. 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 Cheers.